Hey gang, for those of you who enjoy QF, a podcast about Howard Stern, and would like to donate to us just via PayPal, you can using the email address johnnythegreek21 at gmail.com. You can check the link in the description for the spelling, and it's also here on the graphic. And if you'd like to do more in terms of uh, donations or subscriptions, you can use our Patreon account and subscribe via the black kluge level and you can receive our weekly content that we're putting only on patreon it's exclusive for that platform and um anything over five dollars is just gravy guys we love you thank you so much i have zero um i have zero inbox do you know that we do another contract here. Let's do a three-hour show. What? We should be done right now. Well, you're having this negotiation with me. That's the only problem. Well, who am I supposed to negotiate with? <laughs> Fred? And uh, the one thing I don't respond well to is humiliation. I don't respond well to it at all. You know, I don't want to be told what a shithead I am. I don't want to be, you know, I, this, those days are over. I've, I've suffered enough in this business. I don't need to, to find out what a shithead I am. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Cut your hair, man. What yeah. do you do? What's going on? I'm getting old. So it's what? Fine. I can't keep it like yours. You know, I'm old too. So what? Yeah, but you're ugly. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Jesus. What are you saying? I need the hair? You need it. No, I well, you need it. Well, you know, it's just interesting when people have their kids on the air. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if a kid was a fuck-up, you just keep them quiet. I put my kids on the air more, but they, they want no part of it. When you're trying to just have a friendly conversation, when he's irritable, the things you do every day become the wrong thing to do. That's true. He doesn't listen. That's right. But the most irritating thing of all is that we used to be good friends, and we just aren't anymore. I still love him, but he says everybody's expendable, and I just have to live with that. I was going to look for a Nikki Hilton. Wait, you, but you see, those good-looking rich kid, rich girls, they don't go for a guy like me because they don't need my money. And Rickles tells me this story, so Beth says to Don Rickles, gee, I wonder what they say about me. <laughs> Don Rickles goes, you! <laughs> No one cares about you. You don't even know that important. No one says anything about you. No one. No one talks about you. I don't you're even not, know you. You're not that big. I do have to ask, do you think there's a physical match between him and Beth? Do you? I guess they're both tall and have tall fingers. Yeah, they look right together. <laughs> I don't know, they look more right together now. It was just on the regular show. <laughs> it just occurred to me that I messed Like, who get, like, I, uh, it dawned on me, like, two days ago. Who's a, like, my hair's going to get crazy because yeah. I don't have, like, a, I'm not going to get a haircut. And Beth goes, I'll cut your hair. But you can't cut my hair because my my hair is curly. It's a unique. It's hard to cut your hair. everybody to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Jim Fix, and with me is Raven. Hello, Rave. Hey, guys. How are you, Fillmore? 
I'm stuffed up, and I know I sound like some nasal nightmare, guys. I apologize, but uh, I take my nasal spray, and it can't seem to get through and do what it needs to do. But that's fine because we're here for you anyway. Um, want to just going to start this particular episode before we start getting into clips. We don't have a title yet, but it's going to be family feud oriented because he's talking about that on the 29th. So bear with us. Um, when, when the last recording I did with Sam, that's going to pre- predate this one and it we did only the 23rd which was when the friends cast came in and uh, that was a horrendous interview for so many reasons mm-hmm. and it's one of the rare times when we clip stuff she, the the answers were essential normally when you clip stuff of interviews you're clipping the questions right 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 but this time sometimes it's the answers that are funny because they're a no or b like <laughs> yeah. uh you know just something like uh, they're laughing and like in this point the, you'll hear it for yourselves, guys. At one point, he asked them, you know, isn't it such a great thing, this revenge fantasy? You know, like you've uh, you've become hot and all you people in high school that wouldn't. And they all start laughing at him. Right. Like they're, even before he finished the question, they're going like, really? Yeah, they're in disbelief almost that this is the interview they're getting. Mm. Exactly. So. We have a couple of blinds we'd like to read, guys. We're going to try to make this a regular thing because I think it is fun and maybe you guys uh, like to get a little bit of um, uh, just different stuff going on before we get into the stern stuff because it can get a little dark. And we're going to, from now on, use PSAs. So anybody listening to the show, if you, while you're listening, if we know we're going into a rough patch of scat or if we're going through, you know, whatever, we're going to give you guys the heads up. So mm-hmm. pay attention. We're not going to have a buzzword. We're just going to say, you've been warned. <laughs> Do not pass go. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're uh, gonna need that for the penis the penis tricks contest. Okay, so you want to read the first one uh, because this is a funny one, um, and it's it's related to Norm and Norm McDonald. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, okay. Another story about this deceased comics comic. A while back, he started telling a few jokes in his act about this A plus big box office actor with a weird personal life. In no uncertain terms, he was warned to stop doing this by many powerful people, and at one point, a dead animal was dumped at his front door as a warning. He stopped, but what he was doing once a month for a couple years was anonymously mailing a large collection of phallic (laughs) sexual aid to the A-plus actor. The actor never figured out who was doing this, and do I tell them who it is? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so this was Norm MacDonald. This is the yeah. great Norm that we all love. Rest in peace, Norm. Um, I, I guess and you got the A-plus a- actor, <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> I like the idea that somebody was actually at a Norm show or saw it on YouTube. We wouldn't have seen it on YouTube, but sometimes people film in clubs. And if that gets out there... Because I don't believe Norm ever released more than one or two specials. Once he found out he had cancer, I think he had done one about five, six years ago. Uh, and then he decided, let's let's record at least one. But uh, the idea that <laughs> Tom Cruise and Norm MacDonald have some kind of connection this way <laughs> makes me laugh. <laughs> and that Tom couldn't figure out who the hell it was. That's and right. It was, it was just so great that Norm could do something like that. God That's bless funny. him. Yeah. Um, This next one is, uh, it says, this A-plus comic, it's also comic related, this A-plus comic who had a permanent A-plus show, 
uh, has made some very negative comments about this other comic who is currently more known for a different entertainment-related job. The reason for this was because the comic with the different job said something negative in the press first, but the real reason is the A-plus comic's wife before they were married was a sometimes comic groupie. And just sweet with the comic with a different job a couple of times back in the day. <laughs> Can you figure out who this comic is? Oh, good job. Okay, I did. I tried to do my best. My God, that I, that's so painful. Okay, so uh, if the first of all, A plus comic Seinfeld, and yep. uh, A plus show obviously Seinfeld, is his wife Jessica Sklar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently, you know, rather than be a puck bunny, she was a comedy club bunny, and wow. she was fucking Bobcat Goldthwait at some point. Now, I you asked, was this bit, like? Um, did he know she had done it before they were dating? I think there's no way. No. I, I think he found out after the fact. I'm guessing after they were married and somebody got into Jerry's ear and was like, hey, did you know back in the day <laughs> this woman was on the comedy circuit and she was fucking Bobcat? What the you hell? Know, and you, you know that, and I have no problems with Bobcat. I hated him. I hated his comedy growing up because I just thought it was hacky. Even as a kid, I thought this is stupid. You know, you see that once on the first police academy, you don't need to see it again. No. And but, uh, how- but he he became a director and was more behind the scenes. And now is it, I don't think he does stand up at all. Um, and actually, uh, I, I, his interviews are really good when you hear him these days. He's actually quite quite uh, eloquent when he speaks. Okay. My question is, how much does this eat Jerry up inside? How much does he, like, think about this when he's with his wife and just, yeah. like, like, just start, well, you know, you have bringing to figure up, it like, was, old resentment? Yeah, you figure it has to be like they're sitting at the, the key seat, sees him on Larry King or something, and all of a sudden she goes, oh, God, not him. And then he goes, well, what's the problem? Oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> and you imagine she found Bobcat Goldwaite and Jerry attractive enough to fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> I guess that would be the equivalent of, I, I don't know, if, um, I'm trying to think, if, uh, Angelina Jolie with Brad Pitt, like she, they're two of the hottest, at one point, two of the hottest actors in the world. And, uh, and name recognition certainly still very, very high. But imagine she, she's sitting down with him on the sofa and there's a video comes up of, you know, and they, that the Michael Winslow, the guy who makes all those sounds in the police academy mm-hmm. videos. <laughs> she goes, oh, I fucked him one time. And Brad's going, really? Oh, or even, God, what a nightmare. Yeah. So that's that's um, I thought we thought those were funny. And this last one is about the rust. Alec Baldwin thing. We sp- I spoke about it with Sam, but I want to get Raven's take on this stuff too because stuff has been updated and even in the couple days since, new information's coming out. The significant other of this A-list mostly movie actor uh, will do whatever she can to protect the inheritance she will get when the actor dies. There has been talk that the insurance company will not pay will defend or pay any wrongful death lawsuits, which of course means she will come, it will come out of the actor's money. She wants to fundraise so she can protect her inheritance. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I don't even think we need to drop the names there, guys. You know who we're talking about. And we just mentioned the, you know, how how do you say a life insurance policy? (laughs) Policia? (laughs) 
How do you say cut the brakes? <laughs> um, this is what I find fascinating. Okay, we the since the armorer or whatever the Hannah Gutierrez Reed or whatever her name was, right? You got has, it. She's she's basically trying her best to distance herself, saying I shouldn't have been doing this. I shouldn't have been on this set, and it really is the responsibility of whoever had fucking live ammo. Sam and I discussed that as well. There's no reason for live ammo at this point, guys. I can make I can have Raven point a gun like a fucking BB gun and just do like the action of recoil and I can add the muzzle flash. I can add the sound. I can add everything and make it look like she's really firing something. Absolutely. You won't know the difference because uh, now I've learned enough how to do this with video. And I, I just don't even understand why you'd have live ammo on a fucking set. Oh, I, I got it. You've got a bunch of people <laughs> in the producer situation and it's a low budget film. So they're, they have to get it done quickly. So what's the yeah. best way to get a lot of work done? Do some cocaine. And yeah, while you're Jesus. doing it, Hey, why not shoot some tin cans on the set in the old West <laughs> with some real live ammo? And yeah. then, oops, we're so high and fucked up. We forgot. We mixed it in with the regular stuff that is supposed to be blanks. So, uh, mystery solved. You're welcome. The insurance company, I'm certain, will not pick up the tab if drugs were on the set. No, that there doesn't. Has to be a, there has to be a provision for that in any kind of contract when they're picking up for a movie. Um, and in this case, yeah, I, that was my initial thought. If the producers will be culpable at that point, all the producers will have a certain amount of culpability. And if Baldwin is one of the producers, even only in name, He's going to mm -hmm. have to go out of pocket. And 30 Rock or third, no 30 Rock, he had a divorce. He has a lot of kids. He's not movie. Outside of 30 Rock, have you seen him in any movies? Not really. Not much. Mm, no, I think that's why he's on this low budget film right now that was not fully insured to the extent that it should have been. Yep. And, you know, given a short time frame to shoot it in, too. No pun intended there. So they could be there. There's there's it's going to be in the millions and millions of dollars and there's going to be criminal charges against that um, David Hall's guy for sure. And whoever else was the line, the chain of whatever, whoever decided this is going to go. Uh, this is fine. This is acceptable. So any producers that um, axed the union crew, they're going to get uh, they're going to get some definitely some civil charges up the yin yang, which is really money is OK. I get it. Money doesn't heal everything. But it really, in this case, you'd think because a life was lost that someone would actually do some fucking hard time. I, I sincerely doubt that will happen. Yeah. I know I was just reading you an article about the armorer Hannah Gutierrez Reed, who mm -hmm. has come out today saying she has no idea where the live ammo came from on the set. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she going like. Mm. absolutely clueless so she's obviously throwing somebody under the bus pointing yeah. the finger elsewhere and along with saying that she was not experienced enough and that this was you know beyond the scope of what she'd ever done before or was prepared to do or used to yeah so it's it's a big mess holy crap 
you don't people check out the CVs of people that work for them at these things? That's what I don't understand. If you get fired from a production, I mean, most people I'd imagine in the, in the business go, tell me about him. Tell me about her. Does she do a good job? The word of mouth really takes care of everything mm-hmm. more than anything else. Like your CV could be good, but uh, you, you know, you're a lot to deal with. I remember um, <laughs> Burt Reynolds had a story about Sam Fuller, the director, uh, who would, we know when he, when he would say action, he wouldn't say action. He'd shoot off a gun into the air. Oh, God. <laughs> and so he was at the, Bert, Bert had to do a love scene with somebody. <laughs> and he said, Sam, do you think you, you could? It's kind of hard to get into it. And you just hear this. Right. And he goes, can you do that? You, you, can you stop doing that? He goes, takes a puff on his cigar. He goes, No. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean you know the old days the old days were the total badasses but um this is just not going to be what do you think do you think baldwin's done after this yeah i mean there's also um gossip that he lies about his age that he's five years yeah. older than he really is yeah uh, he was for, he was seen today first time since everything happened out in vermont shopping mm-hmm. at a um uh, one of those high-end stores. What was it? Um, Calvin Klein, I think. I well, could be wrong with that. And he was covering his face in shame, but he's walking around with bags and takeout for his kids, and uh-huh. he had the nanny and the wife with him. So, but he went to Vermont to do this. I guess he thought if he got out of Massachusetts or even yeah. New York, yeah. that you know he'd be safe. But people found him, and you know he did not look too happy. But he's He's no, well known for his rants at paparazzi, at just regular people that oh, yeah. offend him or get too close or steal his parking spots. Mm-hmm. So we know he's got a temper and he's really got to work hard now to control that temper more than ever because oh, it's yeah. just going to come off so poorly. So he's got to be the dog with the tail between his legs. And, <clears throat> you know, just I, I think he's going to have a real big dry spell for years. I think he will come back. But it's going to take a while, and he's just going to have to lay low yeah, or go to Broadway or somewhere that people aren't off, going to protest. Off, off Broadway. Yeah. Or to he start might, writing, you know, not writing, but I don't know, the, behind directing. the scenes, off the camera, yeah. Yeah. Well, then even that's going to be a problem because this is such a technical fuck-up and such a logistical fuck-up that it doesn't – the stank doesn't wash away. So um, and the, the, the analogy I made with the um, – the episode um, Sam and I did was John Landis, who after the Twilight Zone, he was exonerated. He didn't actually do any time uh, when the Twilight Zone accident happened. Vic Morrow got killed with those two kids, but mm-hmm. he essentially was finished in the business. He had any films of his that came out were already done. I think the the pre-production was mostly done. So it was, uh, I, th- I think there was only post-production left to do on The Golden Child. So it wasn't an issue of, you know, uh, oh God! He, you look. He had another hit. He had this hit, and then Eddie Murphy was the one doing him favors, putting him in Coming to America and um, Beverly Hills Cop Three. That was Eddie Murphy doing okay. a solid to John Landis. So that wasn't. Oh, you know, he's fine. Hiram, yeah. Mm. So and then of course his films started getting less and less money. Blues Brothers two thousand. Anyone? Um, what a piece of shit. And uh, I mean, in the business. This can end your career, but first, mostly what will end your career is uh, not making any money. And Mm -hmm. the other thing is if people principally say, I'm not seeing that fucking murderer's movie, that can can affect the bottom line as well. So, 
Agreed. Yeah. One little schadenfreude about this is he's going to be stuck at home with Hilaria and like six <laughs> kids. Yeah. Going fucking berserk. He's an yes. old man. He's not equipped to handle young kids like that and be, oh, have the energy to entertain and feed and water and milk and do whatever, you know, for these poor kids that are oh, yeah. just, you know, they were just a source of income for her based on, you know, that first <laughs> thing you read. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my gosh. I loved your comment here. This was great. We're switching gears now. That's enough about Alec. Yeah. But um, it came up on the show. Let me just preface this. That mm. Wiggy has to start taking a statin for his cholesterol. Mm-hmm. It's he's talking about his diet and the med. He's still doing the Mediterranean diet, but that's high in oils and fats. And so I pro- I prompted this question specifically to you that does cholesterol is high cholesterol common in anorexics? And <laughs> you did some great research while I kept up with the rest of the morning thread. And I don't know. Do you want to read this because this is a that's a great reply that you had. I, I will. It was fact-checked. This is a, from a web, website called healthfully.com, and it was a, a study written by August McLaughlin in, uh, from the 14th of August, uh, 2000. No pun intended. August McLaughlin wrote on the 14th of August, okay. 2017, uh, high, about high cholesterol a- uh, levels in anorexia. Because we look at Wig. He looks like something that could blow away with a stiff wind, not even that stiff wind. And he's never been muscular. He's never been... If you looked at his camp photos, he just looks like a really much taller Iggy Pop without the definition. He just looks under undernourished, mm-hmm. la- lanky, you know, just like a, like a, I don't know, <laughs> Yao Ming or something, but, but just really, but with no basketball skills whatsoever. He's more like a scarecrow with skin hanging off. It's just, you know, it, it, it's not, like, there's no <laughs> definition. There's no tone. There's no nothing. It's just, he used to wear sh- uh, sleeveless shirts when he got yeah. his tat- that stupid peppercorn dragon, dragon tattoo. <laughs> and then it became a dragon because he had yeah. to make it toughen it up a bit because he didn't believe yeah. in astrology suddenly. But yeah. his, he's all about his birthday and the birthday numerology. So yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, he's just he's just a big walking stick with some hanging meat on it. It's terrible. It is terrible. I, I will show it's a it's he's a bag of bones, he bag of skin. I'll show right now is a perfect time to post that um picture of him jogging with the, the one leg that looks like yeah. you know, like <laughs> gravity is taking dragging that skin down to 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 hell. It's like a, um, a decayed grizzled leg that's been laying there for three weeks and just <laughs> it reminds me one of those chicken legs. In the suit, in the fast, in the in the <laughs> convenience stores that has been under the heat lamp for way too long. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> okay, so okay, it says here uh, since anorexia or anorexia nervosa is commonly associated with extreme thinness and food restriction, it may be surprising to learn that cholesterol levels amongst those with the disorder can become dangerously high. So he was complaining about he had to take medication to lower his cholesterol. Um, yeah, and this is this was the. Um, uh, okay, this is what what came through. Uh, treatment for anorexia. Okay, sorry, that's not it. Uh, okay, high cholesterol in those with anorexia may be associated with the effect starvation has on the liver. Oh, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but uh, Marsha Heron and Nancy Matsumoto were the authors of this book called The Parent's Guide to Eating <laughs> Disorders. Yes. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I have to laugh because this is something you would expect in a kid, like a teen totally a teen female which is howard's got plenty of estrogen just look at his viewing habits 
And uh, it, it, so it says here, uh, if malnutrition affects the liver's ability to metabolize cholesterol properly, if liver function is impaired due to anorexia, cholesterol levels are likely to be affected. High cholesterol may result, also result in from anorexia-induced abnormalities in hormones such as estrogen and thyroid. So he's, <laughs> he's been starving himself since forever. And he talks about it like how he has such shitty eating habits over the years. We're going to eventually do an episode on this because he's obsessed. Yeah, it's um, it's one of the things he talks about having tits and a belly. Well, that's kind of like a female thing that would indicate high estrogen, and yeah. that's without even me saying, yeah, he's on supplements or some kind of hormone therapy because he wants to transition. I don't even think it's that. I think it's just no. he deprives himself of so much. He doesn't have coffee. He doesn't have chocolate. He doesn't have alcohol. And if your liver is already suffering, there's no way he – that's why he won't drink, I'm thinking, is because mm -hmm. he has liver damage. Well, he's had to take pills. What was the other thing? Um, okay, not the fake cancer. Is the baby aspirin he takes. Yes. Now he's he – was, he wasn't and then he, now he is and he goes back and forth on that one. The baby aspirin was because he had some irregular heart stuff. Which I believe would be due to anorexia also. Absolutely. He's been and super thin for years now. Now, Karen Carpenter was the is the, you know, the patron saint of anorexia nervosa, sadly. She was such a talent. And um she was taking Ipecac, like that's your syrup to induce vomiting. Oh. And it weak it weakened the heart muscle. It weakened everything. It weakened the uh, like the, the enamel on her teeth, and it was so fucking painful. Like so awful to see her transition when you see she was just a vibrant kid and then had such a shitty like self-image and stuff that um you know it, it, it's it's really awful to see but for him to do it a grown man to be obsessing right. about his weight and talking about how he was fat in his you know pre wn uh, sorry wnbc days you saw the mm -hmm. pictures he he looks on, out of shape but he doesn't look fat not at all not at all. He blows that so much out of proportion, it's not even funny. I mean, he talks totally. about eating Roy Rogers, like two double cheeseburgers, fries, and a milkshake. But, but that's because, that's because he, he doesn't know how to eat or cook. But that would be like all he'd probably eat all day. And yeah. he has a large, a, he's a large frame. I mean, he's 6'8", six, 6'9", six, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. I know he doesn't say that, and people might disagree. Mm -hmm. But even at 6'6", six, six, you're you, you can take on a lot more calories than the average person who's six foot or less – just right. because you have that, you have so much more place to put it mm -hmm. when you put on weight. So yeah. So he, yeah. yeah. So either way, uh, it, I th I find it amusing because of this stupid this idiot who said, you know, um, the the doctor <laughs> told him, "What do you mean? What do you mean? I have high cholesterol." We'll go into <laughs> that when we when we get to that day. But he's, what do you mean? I don't even eat. How am I getting cholesterol? Because and I just yeah. posted in the in the the screen cap that of my comment that. Raven gave me. She was polite enough to to find it and and screen cap it. He's only discovered fiber in his sixties. Yeah, like, the Metamucil the, crackers. I mean, I used to laugh at my dad for when he'd say, "You getting done? There's problems because you want some prunes." And I go, <laughs> "Dad, isn't that for no. old people?" And then I I started looking into it as you do and said, "No, oh, you know, maybe some there's some way of getting fiber, you know, where you want it." And uh, there's all manner of ways to do it. I mean, a lot of people drink those fucking kale smoothies and shit yeah. like that. I mean, okay, fine, whatever, L delicious. Uh, and other people just directly get psyllium husk and what have you, and that's you know the easiest way to do it. Just make a smoothie and add a bit of fiber to it, and you're good as gold. 
So Metamucil crackers. <laughs> yeah, for fluffy duties, remember? <laughs> oh, God. Some of this is but, burned in my head. But I mean, he would he would have less problem with cholesterol if he was taking fiber a lot longer ago because uh, it, there's uh, definitely some health benefits to taking fiber regularly. That was one reason why I started taking it regularly. I didn't have any problem with my duties. Go ahead. I almost wish Bob D was here with us tonight because we could ask him how much the MPD plays into looks over health. Oh I mean, yeah, he, he is risking his health now to look thin. Yep. So. He knows that if he put on some weight, maybe, and just balanced out things, he could enjoy coffee and alcohol. But, yeah, he'd have to gain a few pounds. But he's not on TV anymore. How are no. we going to see that on the stupid YouTube videos that they post? I mean, he's wearing all black in a dark cave, like freaking some ghoul. <laughs> I just, yeah. ogre sits there. You're not going to see a weight gain. No. Not even in his face because no. of the hair, the and sunglasses. And behind the microphone. And the microphone. Yeah. Um, well, the, the, this is something ages ago. Now it's, it's coming back to me. Beth with the sweets. I, w I seem to recall reading an abstract where it says um, something along the lines of bulimia or bulimics crave sugar yeah. because of because the bulimia makes them crave sugar. She, and he's gone for years talking about how she doesn't eat right. She doesn't eat right because he's going to comment on, oh, you gained weight. And you're not you're not thin enough because he has this impossible, stupid image of what he thinks a woman should look like. But he himself is looking to look like a woman. So it's two people with eating disorders in the same household mm -hmm. going in different oh. directions. Oh, my fucking Lord. Anyway, they are not healthy people, guys. Um, oh, he was he was also furious that her cholesterol was fine. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because he was trying to say she was pre pre diabetic. Yeah, but it. It, it went nowhere, and now she's not even high cholesterol, so she's fine. But she's also 17 years younger than him, so she's yeah. not in the same even age group. That's right. Um, yeah. I think I clipped the 28th. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I clipped the 28th, yeah. Oh, real quick, before we start the clips for the day. Yep. Yeah, the 28th is our next day. I just wanted to say that so far, up to the date of this week's last show, it was 80 shows he's done this year. And there was talk of reduction from 112 to 100. So that means we have 20 shows left. And I just don't see that possible on the schedule. If he does the schedule for November and December like he did during 2017, 18, and 19, then he has five more weeks left, which would be 15 days. Plus or minus a day or two if he does like a two-day week here and there. So I'm wondering, is, you know, is he going to take a big chunk of time off like he did over the summer, what number are we going to get? Some people speculated 86. Some have said 82. Some, you know, I, I don't know, but I think it's going to end up, uh, my, my guess right now, and I hate to say this because it's so depressing, is 96 or 94, I'm going to go with, let's say. 94, my final answer. We couldn't have got lucky with 79 and just ended it there. I know. Um, uh, we and God knows we'd have a that would that would be him saying hello to us. I think. <laughs> um, I think uh, that the problem is has been this year that he's taken vacations when he didn't normally, and you've got you've got years of archives archive dates to to indicate when he normally takes off. But then he's kind of gone against that when and there was a week there where you thought for sure he'd be uh, he'd be out, but he came back like he was there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was the. Uh... I forget when that was. I, 
I, I didn't track every month, but I know like June looked normal and then September and October were normal. So it's hard. It, it's, I really want him to take like six weeks off, but I know that that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Um, just putting it out there for you guys, 80 days down. How many do we have left? Yeah. So we're going to go into the 28th, guys. And the first one is called number one. Clip number, clip number one, Rob Zombie, a podcast and two seniors. <laughs> Sir Robert Zombie, for your entertainment. Hey, guys, there's like a little box in front of Robin's face. I can't see Robin. <laughs> Put on your mic, Robin. She gets her mic every morning. Oh, great. Every you hear morning. the song club? What's that? The song flubbed. Even the song isn't playing right. I didn't hear the flub, but I do hear that it's been overmodulated ever since mm-hmm. they got rid of Scott. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always way too high volume and mm-hmm. staticky sometimes even. <laughs> that coffee clip with Mick Jagger, by the way, we're going to promote that. The promotion for the Patreon episode Raven and I did, which is coming <laughs> out next week. Mick Jagger's interview. Yeah. Um, and the coffee ad going over top of Howard's music and the intro of Mick Jagger. It was like a prank we used to do with a friend that we'd have like three different music sources going on while we call someone and that we'd, t- we'd be talking through it as if no, there was no problem. And the guy would be going nuts like, what the fuck is that? Where are you at a club? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> And that's the feeling I got. But he obviously didn't hear that music. He just said like he just went through it. It was just modulating at the same time. Uh, in post-production. So someone fucked up big time. Yeah, he's trying to get the show right. He can't see Robin. Her mic isn't on. He's furious at this point. Yeah, totally. There we go. That was a, a late compliment. You have, your only job is to turn on your own mic. <laughs> yeah, but you were already talking. Like, they used to for the show. So I yeah. you're coming on. And uh, you were already on by the time... <laughs> I heard the music. That's right. Okay. Now, number two. Stay (laughs) tuned. This is one of the big announcements. This is a long one, size, guys, so bear with us. Stay tuned for a summer of absolutely fuck all, folks. We will, uh, of course, this is the last week before our usual summer break. This is the last week of shows before our usual summer break. See you. What's usual about uh, eight weeks off? Thank you. Never done ever before. Yeah, that was such. How happy were you when you found out he wouldn't be back until September? Oh my God, the joy in my veins was just about to burst out. I was screaming and dancing, hooting and hollering. I almost woke up the neighborhood. It was it was like the gift you never thought you'd get. It was like Christmas in fucking June. I and the thread, everybody was just as. Did I just hear that? Is this for real? Right. And and it just made that week the easiest week ever to listen to because you knew you knew what was coming. And it was like, oh, my God, I get a, I get my summer to myself. Oh, yeah. And it, because normally he takes what, the four weeks off, three weeks off. OK, so I found it in my my archives in July. He would work two weeks in mm-hmm. August. He would work two weeks. So it would be two weeks vacation, two mm-hmm. weeks of work, a week of vacation, two weeks of work and then two weeks of vacation. So he would have one, two, three, four, five weeks of vacation and four weeks of work. Yeah. He would preceding Labor Day, he'd have two weeks off or three. He would have two. Yeah. Okay. I seem to remember that it was always like two week increments, more or less. Uh, It was never more than two weeks at a time. 
And do you, you, do you always figure that was because he couldn't be away that long? Yeah, that was kind of a rule he kept for himself. Uh-huh. Because he thought but it was just would forget about him. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm back, guys. <laughs> <laughs> My two weeks of doing nothing was not for naught, you know. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is this was him promoing the summer of and and I'll leave it to you guys who still have your serious things, whatever, like your your subscriptions and whatnot, to look through what he had planned for the summer, which was best ofs, pretty much Sternthology all through the summer. Not that they had any theme that I am aware of. No, it was, it was all interviews with celebrities. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bowie and Hine did a two weeks of like kind of like a wrap up show or a week of where yeah. they just explain where certain drops came from, which we've had before. Yeah. And Medicated Pete had a show with his mom and uh, a couple B- big people. Big dick energy. Inter- yeah. Big dick energy. <laughs> yeah. And whatever. We got all the clips from that when he came back. They use that as double material. Yeah. Double dipping for the channels. Um. I can't even remember. I think there were celebrities like um, uh, Ice-T mm-hmm. and the, uh, Dana Carvey who would put up shows that they like, their favorites. So yeah. they would tell them, like, clip this, clip that. And then they would – I guess they introed it. I didn't listen. So I'm assuming because they would host that day's show and say, yeah. here's what we got today, some of my favorite things. Like we were all we, – you know what? I was I was just sitting on pins and needles waiting to hear what Dana Carvey would choose as clips that they pre-selected. Mm-hmm. Just talk over this. And he could record from wherever the fuck he was. Just sad, sad, weak-ass, weak piss. In September, Robin. Oh, my goodness. What? Yes. That's right. That's a scheduling note. I must tell you with peace and love. What? what, what? Uh, when, sure, uh, I'm sure there's going to be some conversation about that if you take phone calls. People do not like when we take time off, I know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, listen, what? I'm not younger, but uh, in order to keep the quality of the show... And proper modulation. Okay, I gotta let that one play out, guys. Sorry. <laughs> but we think we have some excellent programming available this summer that you. Excellent. Excellent. You notice he had to slow that one down to say it properly? Mm, those, yeah, those veneers would come flying off if he didn't. Big time. You guys will love because of our 10 billion hours of archives and the way we're cutting them up. Um,. We think we've got some good programming. Robin and I will regenerate. We will recharge. <laughs> I knew I clipped this one long oh, for a purpose no. because he just talks. He talks up. This is the thing that made me laugh, especially that, but also um, the the sound in his voice, like the this kind of defeat in his voice. Like, yeah, we'll be back. I have to take some time off. Uh, it's been mandated, uh, guys. <laughs> you know, we got billions of. Yeah, we have billions of hours. They don't, I don't think they have a, a thousand hours based on. The the stuff only goes from 2013 onward, pretty much. You're not going to hear any classic bits. No, all out of those billions of hours, half of them are unplayable because they're either not PC enough, or yeah. they contain people like Jackie and Artie that he'll never play again. Absolutely. We have some big uh, shows planned for you in September, but um, wrong. A, that is a scheduling note. When we are renewed you going with Sirius, to tell us what some of these shows are. That, that uh, let's just say what there'll be a couple of major concerts when we come back. When I say in the morning with us, and uh, a couple oh. of major guests, also um, 
Um, a couple of, uh, well, you'll see. You'll have to tune in. <laughs> <laughs> what a draw. Way to sell it. <laughs> Serious. Can you have my, take my money, please? Wasn't one of them a Coldplay concert from 2018? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went deep into the vaults for this one, guys. God. I'd like to we're you know what we're gonna play next, guys? We're gonna play Brandy Brandy Carlisle from 2020. Nice. <laughs> we went deep into the vaults. I have to tune in, but let's just put it that way. <laughs> but um How am I gonna get uh get used to days without that? Hmm. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yes, part of the uh, new schedule with our contract was to take a break in the summer. (laughs) Welcome to Valium Radio. (laughs) It's almost on NPR. You know, when you change the pitch and all of a sudden it's like, one day down in (laughs) Down in the down in the gallows, there was you know, you change the pitch, make everything slower, or you could go the other way, make everybody sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks. But this is all natural, all natural fucking lethargy. Oh, good lord! <laughs> and so we'll be doing that, and I will jerk off and drive Beth crazy. <laughs> that will be my goal. He will jerk off because he can't be with her having sex. <laughs> There's no bang a clock when the when the clock is missing its batteries. Uh, what else did I want to tell you? Oh, yes. This is. um. You can smoke a drink. cigarette and finish it in between these thoughts. <laughs> tell you what you're going to hear over the summer. I want to say that. Um, of course, uh, we're going to start the weekend with the Bowie 100, which we always do. It's all been updated, all Baba Bowie songs all the time. It's going to kick off your summer. Yeah, but only Baba Bowie songs from once again, like, well, I don't know. They might have had some old ones because those are inoffensive. You could go back as far as you wanted, but they only really started gaining steam around when Richard Christie started submitting them in earnest before he was on the show. And mm-hmm. he he made the best ones, in my opinion. The only the two that I think of the Baker Street Baba Bowie song and the Led Zeppelin, Babe, I'm going to leave you one, which still makes me laugh hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's keep going. Um, Howard 101 will play uh, close to 200 interviews, conversations. Howard 101 is the party channel where it's everything else that we do. Party channel. Party? <laughs> With Metamucil? <laughs> Your terms for cereal. Fruit Loops. Uh, John, Gary, and Rasan will host two shows every day. The pre-interview show. There's a summer school show. Um, a couple of programming notes, Friday, July 9th, Weezer, Fallout Boy, and Green Day will uh, have given us a concert from the Whiskey in L.A. right before COVID. Post Right before COVID. What? 2019, yeah. 2019, yeah. Jesus Christ, this is some... Uh, I can't believe that, that they allowed him to promo this bullshit. Well, he wasn't, he wasn't happy about it, but they forced him. Yeah. He had this all written out for him, and like totally. Robin had to remind him to read that shit because... He's so pissed that Jennifer Witz made him take the whole summer off and sit in a corner and think about what he's done all his life. Well, that's but, that's why it, it, it used to it get me nuts when they would press release that whole 120 million a year new contract and allow him to get allow him to get that kind of, you know, vanity 
uh, headlines out there when we know there's just no fucking way. You don't pay a person that much money when you're hemorrhaging money. And it could, just because Rogan got signed for $100 million, yes. it is busting his ass. Own their plan to tour. And so we have a whole bunch of things happening. You want more? Yeah, um, sure. Friday, July 16th, Danny Trejo is taking over. He's one of our favorite guests. Uh, Machete. Love oh Danny God. Trejo. Yes. Uh, Brandy Carlisle, Friday, July 23rd, is going to record a special concert just for us. Uh, uh, geez. Um, uh, Friday, July 30th, we'll uh, debut a new show, Gay Straight, and who knows, Ronnie Ralph and Chris <laughs> Wilding will answer something. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Just what we didn't want. <laughs> exactly. Questions. So get those ready. It's going to be a very big show. Ice-T is going to be doing a best of show. Some of his favorite shows from the past. Wow. Cheap Trick has given us their 2018 concert from the Tavern Club. <laughs> that they do them so well. Bunch of trash. Trash pickers. Listen, I have my my. I still have my live at Budokan album, but um, I, I don't think I need to hear any cheap trick from anything past you know seventy nine. Sorry. Yeah, sorry guys. Well, um, also Friday, August twentieth, Dana Carvey's going to take over and bring you some favorite moments from the show. Amazing. Uh, Friday, August twenty seventh, a big special with um, Medicated Pete called the Big Dick Energy with Medicated Pete. Everyone knows about uh, Pete's. Um, Big penis. This be a- At this point, any any actual fan would be taking their radios and throwing them out the fucking window, like just <laughs> literally crowbarring them off of their dashboard and stepping on them and doing the office space printer beat down with their fucking XM radios. It was okay, a wake up call for a lot of fans that were yeah. still hanging on to. Oh, I can I can listen to this. Yeah, and then that put a lot of people over the edge. And holy cow, our membership just grew like exponentially after that. It People was big. Diving, diving off the Stern fan. Facebook group page, so yeah, and I think we have we have a few people to thank for that. I, I, their names are not uh, they're forgotten right now, but they're not forgotten in my my appreciation. Who have gone on the Super Fans show and the Facebook page because I don't we don't promo the show the way we we do. We're like we're we're Gen X. We don't <laughs> we right. don't we just don't do enough to to get ourselves out there. We figure word of mouth will spread, but it seems like you do need to give word of mouth a bit of a push, a bit of a, a helping hand down the. Uh, down the snowbank. But uh, the next clip is called Grandpa Saul Jr. bemoans and bewails about podcasts, a.k.a. the show he actually hosts. Well, that's most of podcasting. Everyone's sitting and talking to no one. It's <laughs> you know, I, I think when they announced that Joe Rogan got a bunch of money, people just saw gold in them in their hills. And it's like crazy. Anyone who could grab a microphone or an iPhone or anything and talk into it is doing it. And now people are just talking to one another. It's uh, on, you know, on these shows. And um, you know that there are more podcasters than people vaccinated in the. Oh, God. Yeah. Another fucking original. Um, It's it's ironic. I love that clip just for the pure pure fact that he has to mention number one, Joe Rogan. But second of all, podcasts as a thing that has overtaken him because grandpa Mm -hmm. doesn't understand. They don't need that. What was it called again? Um, Appointment listening. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, exactly what it was. Yeah. This country. Did Get you know out of here. That means oh. everybody's podcasting. There's no one who doesn't have a radio show. <laughs> radio has become completely ruined. I mean, there's no more standards. It, you know, used to be in the old day when I 
When I got on the radio. What a fucking idiot. You're the one that left radio, asshole. You're the one who left in 2006. You have no fucking leg to stand on. You helped to ruin radio. When you left, because when he, if he had stayed on, yeah, he, he would have diminished. He would have eventually just slid into obscurity or not, yeah. you know, just into like Steve Dahl. All these guys do. They just can't maintain an audience that long. Um, but he certainly wouldn't have hastened its demise um, as much as he did when he did leave, because it's true when he left, um, they were shuffling to find, you know, David Lee Roth got hired. Adam Carolla got hired. And, and lots of people for way less money and they couldn't find the audience because the audience had left. They just said, we're not, we're not, we don't care anymore. We're going to find something else. It's like the end of the Truman show. They just go, what else do you want to watch? <laughs> the, the people were finding other outlets to watch things. I mean, YouTube was humongous at that point yeah. coming up with a lot of interesting content. You had all the cable channels shows were flying, you know, flying in our face. I mean, that was like the time of Sopranos and Dexter and yep. so many, you know, great things that were coming out, new outlets for entertainment. Yep. And it just wasn't, it was more cutting edge than him. I mean, but back when he left and the, the early years of Sirius, they, they were some cutting edge things. I mean, he was doing stuff that other people had never done. Mm -hmm. Gross as they may be and disgusting. He, he was getting away with it and, and people were still buying into it. And we had the arty years, which yep. a lot of people enjoyed. And yep. now on, Let's see. Today's Saturday. So in two days, Artie comes back into the podcast world with his. Yep. So great for him. And his first guest is going to be Bob Saget. It should be good. How, how amazing is that? I think Norm's death may have pulled him back into work maybe. and got him connected to people like Saget who were kind of checking up maybe on him to see, yes. you know, like, are you doing okay, buddy? Because this is a big hit. Yeah. When you lose a guy like that, and they were super close for so many years. So yeah. I'm curious it, to listen to that. I think that'll be good radio. Me too. And we're going to cover it for sure, uh, even though it's obviously stern adjacent. But we do. That's, that's what we do. Part of what we do. Um, Saget is such a pro. I mean, his ex-wife might just beg to differ, but he's a proactive guy. He's not a drug person at all. Mm -mm. And... Um, is a good influence on people because he actually has a, he's got a, a soul. You can hear him when he's, you know, rocked by death. He's really, really, um, I mean, if you saw the Chris Farley documentary, if you saw the Sam Kinison stuff, and if you saw when Rickles passed away, he has a, he has a heart, Bob. I like him a lot. I don't think of much of him as a stand-up comic and, but I, that's, that's besides the point. Um, he would be someone that Artie could talk to, and have a dialogue with and feel comfortable with him. That's what Artie needs. He needs to talk to people. It might be same, you know, it might be stuff that he's said in the past, whatever, but it, if he can be comfortable talking to someone else, he himself will relax and he won't do the nervous talking thing and it'll make yeah. for a better show overall. So I wish him all the best. I hope he, and it keeps same. him, I, I hope it keeps him sane and I hope it keeps, gets him relevant again because people, he really is like, um, uh, Salinger or somebody, you know, just <laughs> does, you know, where did he go? What happened to him? You know, there, there, there's so much potential with him. Yeah. And even though the material is a little different, I think he's he's a great storyteller. And that's what mm -hmm. we loved about him. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm so glad to hear that. Artie, if you're listening, thank you. And uh, yeah. good luck. 
yeah, and swing by. Um, <laughs> if you want to get you want to get the best interview, you'll you'll have more fun than you know what to do with. You know, back in 1976, I started broadcasting, and and people were like, "Wow, you're on the radio!" Immense. I mean, now it's like you're a joke. Who doesn't? You know, every Real Housewife has a podcast. Yo, there isn't yeah. anybody. There isn't anybody who doesn't have a radio show. You just and and they believe that they're doing radio because. They have a microphone and they're talking into it. And do you know who their guests are? The other Each people other. on their reality. Well, what, who are your guests? Robin. Robin. <laughs> That's about my guest is Howard. They're a podcast. I've never heard such tone deaf fucking broadcasting. And here's the thing. Um, I don't. I actually agree with him in the sense that, yes, loads of people are there podcasts. All, there's more podcasts than you know what to do with. It's your job to sift through, look and see what you want to listen to. And thankfully, anybody that comes to QF and likes what they hear, God bless you. We love you. Um, it, but there's it's such a time now where there are so many podcasts. It really is harder. It's like the days of when cable television became such a big thing like all these new satellite channels so you couldn't have that big motherfucker hit show that everybody was watching and 50 million views a night like the right. Seinfelds, the MASH the All in the Family stuff just because there's too many options. It's so what thinned you, out yeah. That's, that's right so you've got to you got to play to your strengths. You got to, you know, play to whoever loves you and treat them like they are the million people that you think listen to you. So don't be, don't get concerned with the numbers. Just fucking in, try to entertain, and you'll have no problems. So it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> they just talk to each other. If we were starting out in the business and you and I decided to do a podcast together, I would say my guest today is Robin, and then Robin would do one and have me as a guest. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, shithead. <laughs> and no one can fire hysterical. you. Except that we actually edit out pauses. <laughs> Dead air. Go ahead. That's like a couple seconds. No one can fire you from your own podcast. It's That's quite right. remarkable. Yep. It's called being your own boss, shithead. It's, um, yeah, having freedom to yeah. uh, point out hypocrisy in the world that you're unhappy with. That's disappointed you after being tied to it for so many years. Um, mm -hmm. My thing is this. They talk about, you know, podcasts are just people talking to each other. Well, what about all the times I've had to listen to Chris Wilding talk about his casino and his Peruvian doctor boyfriend and how he's now a bottom and he never was before and the COVID test him. And then once the COVID test is over, they start sucking dick and like <laughs> That's the podcast we get that it's just him talking to people. I mean, he gets a few guests. Well, so do we, motherfucker. It's, an it's echo not chamber. just us talking to ourselves. No, and no, and we're actually like we're we're ba we're baking show we're making shows based on the the wants of our listeners as well. Like people we we offer recommendations. Um the next clip is really short. Robin gets your text, Wiggy. She just doesn't care to respond to your bullshit. <laughs> so yeah. you're gonna devote yourself to this in the summertime. I'm going to waste a lot of time during the summer. <laughs> I really am. We know. Bingo. I just finished painting, though. I mean, I've been productive <laughs> with my artwork. Yeah, I think oh, it's good. Oh, God. I would text it to you, but you don't seem to be able to get my text. I Ooh, passive aggressive. <laughs> exactly. Next clip, guys. Number five. Wiggy's social media team is zero and 79 this season. <laughs> hey, uh, Jason. How do I put my picture up for my audience to see? <laughs> if you email it to me, I'll make sure it gets up on the web. But how long is it going to take? I want instant. What? Don't you have like a social media? Don't you have Instagram or something? Well, no, no. I have a social. We have a social media teams. I'm going to get it to the team and they're going to get it up there. A team? 
Yeah. Team. Why? Why do we have a team? You mean you have to get our Tutor. you a picture? You can't instantly put it up on Instagram. I don't think so. No, not right. Not in. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what is a team? One person, you know, in charge of. Yeah. Um, but that is funny because that, for with most stars don't operate their own whatever Twitter they have people social media. For, social media. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, uh, if you're big enough, you just don't have the time. Although the other ones for who do Insta videos and stuff, clearly it must be them because they're the ones taking the videos on their phones and uploading them to TikTok and whatever the fuck right. he after all these years can't handle his own Twitter feed. Not at all. Yeah. Are you are you surprised one bit? The man who needs a tutor for everything. He needs a shusher, a tissue tutor. He's got, you know, art tutors. He's I'm he, surprised. He's I'm surprised he's not helpless. uploading accidentally naked pictures of Ralph on his Twitter. Ugh. You know, j- just by going through his, you know, doing his bank bank shit. And uh it's it's funny because like his social media, you look at the stats, they have those analysis stats that like you can go on the website and put in a, an address and uh, whatever YouTube channel and let you know yeah. how many are bots and whatever. And clearly he had paid for a bunch of followers. He literally paid whatever minimal amount. I don't think it costs that much. And I think they have a, it might be prorated like for 5,000 bucks, this gets you this many, you know, followers from mm-hmm. Malaysia and this gets you this many. Facebook does the same thing with their ad bullshit. It's awful. Um, they just hire people from third world countries to, like your thing and then they pocket the money anyway and they tell you oh we advertised in you know uh we advertised in scotland and you know wales and we have you know, like every single person you get on there has a muslim name <laughs> it's funny but he had wow. to get him. i didn't realize how many muhammads there were in wales <laughs> so if you notice on uh beef's instagram it's always beautiful inside and out and those are bots all yeah. of the people like you're a saint and you're so yeah. wonderful. You're so 100%. We love you, you know? Ugh. Yeah. Number six, who knew that Woody Allen is Wiggy's social media commenting tutor? Ooh. By the way, my audience is so, since the reason I don't ever show my paintings is because Twitter people are so sweet and their feedback just kills me with kindness. <laughs> you guys are such fuckheads. My fans are the worst. I can't imagine. <laughs> You know why I don't listen to fans and read comments? I'll tell you why. <laughs> and I once read this in a book. In fact, it was I think it was Woody Allen. He's smart not to read his comments. <laughs> Wiggy read a book. Oh, good Lord. Um, number seven. Welcome to Wiggy's reboot of the Twilight Zone announcement. People are angry about everything. I remember when I when I first met my wife. Uh, maybe we were a year into dating or something <laughs> and she was, uh, still, I don't know what she was doing. Maybe walking to a job or something. Walk the streets of Manhattan all the time. She, she would walk the streets of Manhattan. <laughs> you want for $5 to suck your dick? $5. <laughs> Vendors throwing bananas at her. Big time. Liked it. And she was walking along. And dressed up for work. She, was, she booked a job. And uh, a guy sees her on the street. Oh, yes. And uh, he says to her, hey, How much? I want to take your picture. Yeah. And, you know, she wasn't uh, famous or anything. He was attracted to her. He wanted to take her mm. picture. And she. Yeah, of course. He goes, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Stop. And some, some guy, some random guy wanted to take She's her picture. She's on her way somewhere. She's not just. She gone. goes, no. He walks over and he knocks her down. Knocks her down <laughs> onto the ground. Boy. 
And um, and then people just kept walking, walking right around her. And her father picked her up and put her teeth back in her mouth. And, uh, you know, and she went after him and she tackled him and she scored a touchdown afterwards. Yeah, right. Didn't, game, yep. it, it, yeah. didn't do anything. They didn't do a fucking thing. And this is what I mean. It's like there's such people are such fucking vomits. And I don't remember this story and neither do you because it never happened. No, it never happened. It's just funny that he goes from shutting down his Twitter comments for a year now so far Mm -hmm. to um, his fans are the worst. And before or just it was also sketchy and cloudy and hazy like. Uh, when Beth, when I first met Beth and she was walking across the street to a job, but he doesn't name the job and he doesn't name like the street or any any details to the story whatsoever. It's all and there's pauses and stutters. So yeah, that's what we we're, we've come down to on this show. Yep. Uh, but the, the the comments that his fans have nothing to do with this guy knocking her down. That was my point. No. His his metaphor is that all people suck. Well, yeah. yes. So does he. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it, you, you you reap what you sow, shithead. I mean, this is the thing. Like, he's shit in so many fans' faces and pissed in their eyes for so long that this is always, always going to happen. This is the trajectory of any career when you don't take care of business. What's taking care of business? Making sure your fans are happy. He never cared. And if he ever did care. So that's why he has no right to complain. Um, the next clip, number eight, Howard Zvi Hughes and his new philosophy of life, a.k.a. the average day for an inmate on Alcatraz. <laughs> If I was a single man, I would never leave my house. I would never again be seen in public. I would never again. I would just live my life in my house and spend the rest of my days in my home, painting, doing whatever. <laughs> All of a sudden, uh, whatever. It's like Doc on Escape from Alcatraz, cutting off his fingers when the warden takes his paintings away. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my Lord. Yes, I do. Watch Why a movie. I do not feel comfortable going outside. I don't like people. I don't like, I don't need to see people. I don't care. I find. I don't need to see people. That was a little Ralphie lisp, I think. I don't, yeah. need, I don't need to see people. It, but the, don't the you me- like the outside? I mean, all of your paintings. Oh, I would go. Outside. Yes. Oh, that I would do. That I would walk around. But I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't socialize. I would just stay in my house. Except when I go on the track, on a high school track, and with my hoodie, and mm-hmm. start look at, looking like the Boston bomber as I'm walking through <laughs> and being told to leave the premises. Yes, I don't like going out. I only like going out to like-minded people, te- other teens with, with angst. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> sake. Uh, Wiggy made an announcement this week that when children ages 5 through 11 start getting vaccinated, there's a chance he might come back to the studio. That was the pipe dream he was trying to sell his audience this week. Uh, yeah, and uh, the Brooklyn Bridge has a price tag on it, doesn't it? That I'm, mm. you know, I think I can, I can meet that price. I would walk yeah. for an hour, hour and a half a day. That would be my life, and I would be happy. I have no desire to see the Eiffel Tower, to go to Italy, to go see Israel, to go see. I don't want to see any of this. I, I want to see what I want to see in my house or on TV, and I would be happy. That's it. Oh my fucking lord! That might be that might be the most honest he's been in a while. True, and he'd be looking at you know twinks and trans and yep, uh, dancing with the stars, the bachelor, the bachelorette, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, what's the autistic love 
uh, dating love show that he likes now. My what? 600 pound life. Oh, oh yeah. A thousand pound sisters. Yeah. He watches these kids with autism who are trying to date each other. And it, you're kidding me. You're kidding me. Yeah. That's just, there's, there's a show like that. It's a reality show, obviously. Yeah. I wish I could remember the name of it. Um, Jesus. Jam. I can't think of it, but it's out there. That's it's okay. on like, what, it's on like TLC, whatever channel he's watching all the time or lifetime. Okay. I'll have to look this up. That sounds fascinating, actually. Um, he's, of course, watching it because he has autism himself. Uh, number nine, he's on the spectrum anyway. Number nine, right. just say Beth and Ashley ass shithead. We know who you're talking about anyway. No. Last. No. We went, we went to one dinner so far at uh, a co- another couple's house. That's it. And I, and I saw my daughter and her boyfriend. Right. That was we had been invited again. Yeah. He also saw Kimmel. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. This was back in June, so this, this doesn't is June. count. But yep. since then, he has also seen his like daughters again. Kimmel, he was supposed to see Mary McCormick. He mm-hmm. refused Ronnie, mm-hmm. even on a drive-by, like from a distance. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm and sure, Beth was uh, trying to get him to go to a, a dinner at another couple's house who were vaccinated, and right. she did go to a lunch with a friend who was vaccinated and eat outdoors, I believe. Yeah. She probably cried throughout the whole fucking dinner, cried into her uh, her bowl of cereal. Uh, yeah, no, the Ronnie picture. I was think, still thinking of that Ronnie farewell picture, the, the dinner that they had and how it actually looked like, you know, people were enjoying themselves. Had he dropped by or swung by, I'm sure Ronnie had like a, a bag full of eggs ready to throw at his fucking car <laughs> because it's just no one wants you here, shithead. To uh, go out, I thought. Yeah, yeah, we were invited. And I, I said to my wife, I'm, I, that I'm not doing. I, I can't keep I can't keep going uh, on, a, on a weekly basis. You got to give me time to recoup. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. OK, not inviting him to anything. Number 10, do pelicans stick their heads in the sand as well? Jason has feedback on my painting. All right. Well, if it's negative, I don't want to hear it because <laughs> quite frankly, you Jason. You shouldn't even pay attention if it is Plug. negative because that would be ridiculous. I don't want anybody right. ruining I don't want anybody ruining my painting. I paint for a hobby. Why I, does their their opinion matter? You don't even know who these people are. I, I just realized this entire show, in addition to being a big fuck you to the fans, and we have the audio of that, we'll play it in due time. It really is his little grade five journal where he writes down the slights and talks like like John Doe <laughs> in seven, all these journals of how much he yeah. wants to get back at people. You know, it's all one big revenge fantasy. Like, fuck you for hurting me. Fuck you for fucking knocking my car out of the sandbox yesterday. That's exactly one the level of a, a, a fifth grader who's got everything slight. Everything's slight. It's his version of the mean girls burn book. Yes. Where he's got pictures of people and he's putting them down and he's writing, you know, how awful they are. <laughs> oh, totally. Now, this next clip is called Morning Jagoff Session over Morning Joe. Uh, and and he's sitting next to her. And Joe, this is uh, Joe Scarborough and his wife. I can't remember his wife's name. I looked it up for the purposes of this podcast. And he, <laughs> he wants to sexualize this show. It's, oh if you look at it, it's just a fucking show. She's sitting next to him. And meanwhile, he's boning up and she's all fucking sexy. She's got the big titties. She keeps her body nice. I like that short little hairdo. And he can't take it. He's turned on. And she's worked up over him with all his opinions and shit. And he's a good broadcaster, too. Uh, he's very entertaining. And they, 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 they can't keep their hands off each other. And then it's quiet. There's, 
They 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 meet somewhere and they fuck. <laughs> this uh, demented fantasy. Like I I didn't understand where it came from because I don't I don't see it must be that whole demented like going on to bukkake porn or some shit like you know that the the anchor gets fucked by a hundred guys and uh, oh you know that's this 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 uh, fantasy world this fantasy weirdo fucking playroom that is in his brain is only his brain where he's commit, coming up with these scenarios that you know they're a married couple what do you think they do uh, her name's Mika by the way that's it. She's European. I knew that, but I just uh, Brzezinski, couldn't remember. I think. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yep, you, you're dead. You're bang on. And uh, not bang a clock. And number, okay, this one I laughed. Pablo Wicasso, Pablo Wicasso <laughs> and why he never blossomed. Uh, Howard, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this is literally, so you could have like a 20, 30 year uh, painting career and be like a 90 year old man just painting like and being like a legend because you're already a legend. Uh, you know, I, know I wish I had. I've only been painting seven years. I wish I had started painting when I was young. I've wasted a lot of time in my life. I have tremendous regrets about my life. Did you know you wanted to paint when you were young? No, I didn't know. I, my life was so stifled. <laughs> it was such a lie. <laughs> we could play you clip after clip after clip of mm -hmm. Ray telling about what they did for him. A heaviness. There was such a lack of encouragement. And I was also unaware of who i was fuck off you know that's that to me yes. unaware of who i was could mean anything but to me that just sounds like i was you know in the closet sorry yeah he's he's so full of shit it's not yeah. even funny and i'm so sick of replaying all the examples to defend it i don't even think we have to anymore with the playboy talk and you name it the puppet yep. shows and Everything. It just, well, yeah. more recent, more recently, it was the uh, I was going down the rabbit hole for I was beaten up, and we covered that I think fairly well on the Colford yeah. episode. So we don't really need to provide more. But yet, I uncovered a bunch more from let's say 2006, the serious era, where like Meet the Stearns. It was a video, and Ray said, you know, he never got beat up. If he did get beat up, she would absolutely have said, yeah, he did. I was there, you know, I saw whatever right. the results. So him going on about it constantly just makes. It's a it makes a mockery of people that have actually had to go through some fucking rough times as kids and stuff. It's it's just bullshit. I just had a a weird situation growing up, and so I didn't really blossom. <laughs> I think I could have been great. I could you have think been. That if you had been exposed to a lot of different things, you would have found these things earlier. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> ha Hollywood Holly is upset because he couldn't be the belle of the ball in high school. Fuck yeah, off. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and it went through that with the Friends cast. Like, were you really upset that no one asked you to prom? No one asked me to prom. Get the fuck over it. I didn't go to mine because I, th I knew it was going to be bullshit. And when I heard the stories of people just getting completely fucked up and, you know, not remembering what happened and stuff. So why'd you go? Like, what was the fucking point of going? I mean, yeah. It's fucking 50 years ago. Yeah. Like, get over that shit. Yeah. Like, God, there's so much more to think about in the world. And apparently all he thinks about are regrets and the death clock ticking. Yes. So, TikTok, this TikTok. Is, this is the show that gets you up in the morning. <laughs> I, I just think I, I wasted a lot of time in my life. Well, you don't waste your time. You did what you could. <laughs> uh, but I'm just saying. <laughs> you did what you could. <laughs> 
she's in she, it's it's actually a salient point she's she's telling him flat out you didn't yeah you didn't waste your time you were not capable of doing anything if he did other stuff he wouldn't be who he is right now yeah he might Blabbering be anything old else. bore yeah. yeah suppose you had a family that appreciated art and went to museums and you know if I had a family about yeah if i had had a family that appreciated me more as a human being and maybe valued me. Well, then they would have taken you to the museum. That's what I'm right. saying. All- Fuck you, you fucking lumbering, scarecrow, cocksucking piece of shit, talentless fuck. Fuck you. Don't Go work me. on your, your $2 million expansion down on your panic room in West Palm. That was brand new news. What was that? He needed he was an extension of a, st- a staircase to the exterior. He's putting on uh, a stair, some kind of staircase outside yeah um yeah i don't know he's got thirty nine thousand square feet but it's not good enough they've got to make some kind of improvements on the place my guess is he's getting ready to transition down there full time and (laughs) (laughs) that he's having part of that two million might be a studio put in for him to make it with a green screen make it look like he's in new york all those things um yeah i i just and Maybe, it's maybe he's gonna, maybe he's gonna sell Chimneyville and go down there permanently. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe he's gonna. Maybe it's an easier access for DoorDash cock to get in the in the house. I have no idea, but um, the yeah, that makes more sense that he's just gonna be sequestered in his fucking home studio. Which, again, uh, the Jay Thomas talked about it for years and years, doing his show from his his house, and mm-hmm. no one knew. Like he sounded fine. He had an ISDN line. And he was pitch perfect. Yeah, it's totally workable. Yeah. All about not appreciating anything. Well, my, my parents offered me a lot of lessons. Like if I wanted to learn something, they'd offer me a lesson. You know, they'd say, why don't you get a teacher or something? But I was so uh, lethargic and demoralized that. Fuck, you were, you were, so you were, so you weren't fucking stifled, you cocksucker. I've, my, my parents couldn't afford lessons for so much shit. What are you fucking talking about? Karate lessons, anybody? Yeah, karate lessons, fucking like uh, piano lessons. Do you know how expensive piano lessons were then and now? Christ's right. sake! I mean, I have, I don't even know. Like some people have, some people are doing kids violin lessons, cello lessons, whatever. That shit ain't cheap. It doesn't come off the fucking trees. And um, he just had no fucking talent. That's just all it was, guys. Sorry, Jesus, rant over. Uh, I couldn't really take in the world. There was nothing that I, I, I was. Uh, it was an. I had built up a shell around myself. They built you a fucking puppet show. They bought you puppets that must have cost an arm, a fucking arm and a fucking leg and the equivalent of hundreds of dollars, like for a kid, for a kid. So you could have your little gay puppet shows at home. And that wasn't enough. Fuck you. No. And they set up recording equipment for him. Musical record, equipment. Rec- recording equipment in the fucking 60s. Yeah. Do you know, yeah. like that, that, that wasn't just off the rack shit. You know, like you had to go to. Um, ben probably had to fucking order that stuff from his own studio to bring home. It's horrendous. Oh, Jesus. Detective Shell. So I missed out on a lot. I have a lot of regrets, but um, I do love to paint. I do. And I, and I, and I really enjoy it. Fuck off. <laughs> okay, now this next one. Weak Turtle won't, his ex- won't expose his 79 IQ on Family Feud, but what uh-huh. family? <laughs> I'm not going on Family Feud. I do not want to do Celebrity Family Feud. We were offered the opportunity, and it would be funny. I know that. But you know what? Honestly, I do not want to be embarrassed or humiliated. 
uh, by not coming up with answers quick enough and then having the audience sit there and fucking goof on how stupid I am. And I'm not into it. I just don't want to put myself out there. What is pawn? (laughs) (laughs) What is a cock ring? Exactly. Um, The next clip is called fuck charity. And why would you put yourself through that? So like, well, what is the upside of me doing family feud? What is the upside? If you could sort of look at it in a lighthearted way and no. let it be okay, whatever happened, then you could do it. I've never had a uh, life. It'd be free PR for a show. Are you kidding me? Get your uh, name out there. Get fucking relevant. I mean, granted, it's mostly old people watching that show, but still, it, it could be it could be a good thing like to get yourself out there and it could show off like his game skill. Uh, I'm sorry, game show skills. You know, um, Yo, you mean like he, a, thinks, a, a, he could he'd be he'd be auditioning for a possible gig as a host by being possibly. a contestant. Yeah. Yeah. Having some witty banner with uh, Steve Harvey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you see this ro- toilet paper roll of notes that he'd have in front of him, like just <laughs> drop down, like, hold on. Let me let me see. OK, amusing banter, a amusing banter, B, C, choose one, <laughs> Howard. Anyone's good. Steve Harvey loves to talk about such and such. He'd be reading off a script the entire fucking time and not reading well hand. because he's got those goddamn well, Mr. Magoo, Mr. Magoo glasses. He's got um, cataracts. He can't cat- see. Exactly. Um, the other <laughs> thing I was thinking of was um, he it, it just occurred to me, even though I've already I've always known he missed the second subscriber bonus with his first serious contract. And ever since he since he couldn't do that, if he had maintained all these subscriber bonuses he was supposed to get, mm-hmm. he would have th- those would have carried over most likely into following subsequent contracts. But right. he the, hence the the lawsuit and stuff. So he's still pissed. Years later, yeah. that there no amount of promo will increase the subscribers to a point where he'll actually benefit from it. So he just doesn't give a fuck. And now it's to the point where he just broadcasts for himself. It's all about what he wants to hear and who he wants to have on. He could, uh, he could give yeah. two shits. I, I, I sent you that clip from this week because I thought it was pretty powerful and that we could just keep playing it over and over every show just to remind people. Oh, for sure. And actually, I'm going to read this thing I've uncovered. I've been going through the L.A. Times and uh, uh, the uh, just reading some of the things that missteps over the years and stuff. And it says here, for example, Stern's New Year New Year's party fallout. The Miss Howard TV <laughs> Miss Howard Stern pageant was a pay TV bonanza, but may have cost him a movie career by Judy Brennan. This is from January 30th, 1994. And okay. at some point at the bottom of the page here, it says here it says here the studio that could have made a stern movie wouldn't paramount and producer david picker lenny among other films backed off from their offer after the new year's eve special aired while parties involved curious sorry while parties involved say that the special had nothing to do with it the timing was curious Mm. the studio set a nine million budget cap on the movie but offered no upfront book option money instead stern who would be star would share in the film's profits from the first dollar earned in other words you help us promote this fucking thing. You have a vested interest and we're going to make it so that it's incentive based mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and we'll go for it. It says, but Paramount sources say he wanted the upfront money and thought he could get a better offer after the special. Oh God. <laughs> In fact, Big they say fail. Stern, Stern hoped that the Paramount's, that Paramount's offer would fee- spark a feeding frenzy from other studios. When we didn't hear back from him, we knew he was shopping around trying to get another movie deal, said one Paramount executive, but it blew up in his face. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, and so so he needs he needs stuff right up front, constantly, 
otherwise there's no deal because he can't, you know, I've said it many times now, I'm getting repetitious. He can't depend on the merits of his own talent because he has none. Right. Yeah. He'll never do a points-based deal. No way. No fucking way. Mm-mm. Out of if the question. You cared about a charity so much that you wanted them to get that money. You know what? I do care about charities that much. You know what I do? I give them some of my money. Yeah, but you could get more money for them. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm fine with what I'm doing for charity. (laughs) (laughs) I love this one. Listen to this. I really am. And I'm fine with uh, everything I'm doing. I mean, you know, why would I go on family? And and what? And then they go to you. Yeah, we'll give money to your charity. I'm like, fuck fuck charity. Just give me the the fucking money. That's really the, the, the the takeaway, guys. Fuck charity. Right. Yeah. Everything he does is for Beth's fraudulent furry friends. Yeah. And it's a tax deduction. It keeps her in the spotlight. It gives her a purpose in life. Mm-hmm. That is it. But they have a ton of help doing all that work, taking videos and pictures and posting all that shit. It's not Big her. time. No way. Number 15, fake caller Carrie gets praised by fake emailers. Carrie. Who uh, oh, yeah. had enough? You remember Carrie? She had enough of Ronnie and his macho personality. If you missed it, here's a clip to remind you of who Carrie is, who called in and really gave it to Ronnie. I cannot stand that old fucking geezer. <laughs> you made him what he is today. You know, I hope Stephanie shoves a fucking couch up. Okay, this voice is Sal's wife's fake wife's voice. Yep his ass with that smooth ass. Get the fuck out of here with that. He don't deserve any of what you gave him. He's got a bad attitude for everything that's been given him. Go, go drive your bread truck, you fuck you. Yeah, it's just again. There, there's not even they're not even couching it in plausible deniability. Like this is just straight up fake bullshit. And you can hear it. You can hear it in every aspect of the call. So. We know we, we've documented how many pre-recorded stuff. Forget that, but uh, that the fact that the the connection is just like bang on. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. And, and he, even the callers are like reading the script word for word. And there was one Angie, and she's like, "Hi, Angie." And it was like, I mean, <laughs> "Hi, Howard." I remember that. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Did, um, can I ask you a question? Well, the happy lady. The the fans want more calls from uh, Carrie, the caller. Carrie, if you're out there, you're a big hit. Uh, Jeff Jarvis tweeted, Carrie is a keeper. This caller, Carrie, needs her own show. She's a real spitfire. Yeah, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Um, let's see. Number 16, oh, the humanity. Ronnie talk plus how great is it? How great is it not to have to invite your shithead boss to a farewell dinner? Ronnie, the only Ronnie update uh, that I have, which is interesting. Ron, the only thing that I've heard. Still 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 papers. You <laughs> <laughs> can't retain anything. Cramming for the big exam. It is that Ronnie is, of course, moving to Vegas very soon. I don't know the exact date. Sometime in July. Yeah. He's Frank, upset. That I'm upset yeah. that he's moving to Vegas. He is? Yeah, I don't know why. Well, That's why would one. he think that you wouldn't be upset? Of course I'd be upset that he's moving to Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, I like the guy. I don't want to. <laughs> right. I'm going to move to Vegas. Right. I'm hoping he moves back. But, um, yeah, Ronnie's moving to Vegas. 
I heard he wants to see me before he leaves. That's not going to happen. I mean, I don't have time for that. Stuttering John, anybody? <laughs> don't talk to me. <laughs> 30 years of service down the drain. Down there the drain. Go. Fuck fuck you, Ronnie. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> you can't I, make time for Ronnie. Well, I mean, I'm going to call Ronnie. But I mean, I can call Ronnie anytime in Vegas. It's, for me, it's not like it's really. It'll be the same as if you're here. Yeah. If I see him, then some kind of electronic device. <laughs> if I see him, it'll remind me that he's leaving. Uh, yeah. So. I, I, I don't understand this. I mean, go ahead, please. He's just not human. He doesn't yeah. get, you know, closure on certain things. Yeah. You know, just like a, a thank you, a private moment between two people saying we've been through the war I was there for you you were there for me thanks for giving me a life I really appreciate it and you know he could tell him thanks for supporting me thanks for being my guy and keeping shit together for me when you had to but yeah. no he doesn't he doesn't get the personal contact between two people even if it is from a distance mm -hmm. it would have been so sweet if Ronnie could have at least done that and gotten that one last moment in person with him. But yeah. Ronnie, forget it. Fuck off. No. Right. If, I'm, if I'm on the phone with him, it'll be the same. I won't even know he left. What do you say to him in this personal meeting? I don't know. It's going to get awfully fucking silly. <laughs> looks like told Ronnie, you. You, know, you were going to throw him a farewell dinner. It looks yeah, like it happened yeah. without us. Because Jesus Christ. My fucking Lord. Uh, I saw a picture on social media of Gary, John Hine, and a couple other staffers whose name escapes me right now. But of course, mm -hmm. um, because Robin they and I don't together. Yeah. And they're all sitting on a couch super close to each other. It's like, eh, you know, everybody's Where relaxed. They? Yeah. I don't know. Some restaurant. Where this? <laughs> Jesus. What's that? What's that? It's a restaurant. What's a restaurant? It's where people eat and mingle and have fun and drink wine. What's wine? What? <laughs> it's like some it, kid that was just born. <laughs> it wasn't as a an couch. Adult. <laughs> it was like a it was like a booth. It was a bunch of tables pushed together and some chairs. Yeah. My God. Yeah. And it was on yeah. Stephanie's Instagram. So anybody, you know, yeah. he, but he didn't even probably see it. He probably had staffers pull all that stuff for him. And yeah, Robin, of course, is always clueless. Oh, really? What happened? I missed it. Yeah. Exactly. A, uh, reunion happened. I don't know. On a big banquette. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like, then everybody had their arms wrapped around each other. and Well, they're all know. vaccinated. They're, they're yeah. going with that. I'm not that comfortable. Are you making contact with anybody? What do you mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't compute. Anybody? Bueller. Bueller. Like, did you hug your your daughter? Yes. Yes, I did. Did you but hug those? It said in the manual, you must hug daughter. Right. People you had dinner with. No. But Beth did. No. No uh, kiss on the cheek. No. No, 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 no. I um, elbow bumped a guy uh -huh. and I waved to uh, his wife. <laughs> I did. And I ran. I ran into the limo mm -hmm. and showered. I don't even think he hung. I don't even think he hugged his mom and dad on like Easter, Mother's nope. Day, Father's nope. Day, whatever visits he made to them. No Nothing. fucking way. This next clip is called Drink. Dot dot dot. 
heavily. Oh. <laughs> so you can guess. Jesus. Hillbilly boyfriend, fucking asshole. Do they still keep in touch? She says no, but I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. I just wow. love those massive sound drops where people go, I thought the show had fucked up on my player. Yeah. <laughs> you think the app's cutting out when you're listening. Yeah. This is really brief, guys, but I only wanted to cut it because it's brief. But on the show, it took 45 minutes, at least, uh, a Trump impression. Just for Ronnie, let's crowbar in another shitty impression of Trump. Okay. Yeah, good. Well, enjoy it, okay? I, right. I've enjoyed it for fucking 71 years, okay? It's time. Goodbye. Uh, by the way, uh, Donald Trump thinks it's a good idea that you're moving to Vegas. That's the, um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Ronnie, I think it's a fantastic idea. Don't listen to these losers. Okay, we're going to play the rest of it out, guys. All right. It's a fantastic town. Classiest hookers in the world. The cleanest hookers in the world. And by the way, by the way, no drought. No drought. Climate change is a hoax from China. All right. <laughs> now, here's what you do. Here's what you do. Always keep the thermostat below 69. That's how I ensure Ivanka's nipples are always hard. A Trump impression in 2021 is akin to like a fucking Nicholson impression in 1985. Every fucking hack does it. Everybody. Mm -hmm. And it's not funny. Whatever, whatever your personal political preference, it's never funny. It's just, it's just been done by every fucking like every impressionist out there now had that in their arsenal and they over fucking killed it. They, they just they overdid it. It's very played out, and we get yeah. it once a week, usually on a regular basis. So, oh, easily. So that was an almost Fuck an us. hour of a show that went on for an hour, guys. So I'm giving you one one hundredth of the, the, <laughs> the actual time elapsed. So just multiply that. Um, number nineteen, good old Ronnie Gray, rocking the aforementioned shithead. Uh, listen, you uh, you you at least are positive. Most people have been very negative toward Ronnie, and I don't like it. But thank you. I think it's a smart that's, move. That, that's not true. Yeah, see, there you go. And the last parting shot from mm -hmm. Scores Man. If you don't like it there, will you admit it to me or will you always like keep up a veneer of like... I'll admit it, but I'll, I'll, I'm not going to move back. Really? You'd be no. miserable and just stay there. I wouldn't be. I'm not going to be miserable. Mm. Vegas. All right. <laughs> not going to be. You mean you would be like, if you hate it, you'll stay there because you don't want everyone else to be right. No, because I'm never going to fucking move again. It, I'll never go through this shit again. Well, it's like pregnant women. When they're going through it, they're like, I'll never do this again. And then they get pregnant again. Yeah, Wig knows all about that. Um, the, uh, the, the, the. This is a longer clip, guys. I'm really sorry about it. And he's gone through this ad nauseum. This is at least the third breakdown where we've had to document him going on about, Ronnie, you're not going to like it. You're not going to admit it if you don't like it. It's drought. It's too hot there. What are you going to do? Every like, like He is his mother. He is his father. It is the worst. Unbelievable. And if you hate it there. Oh, yeah, please. Well, even Ronnie admitted, like, when they finally got into the house, their stuff, a lot of their stuff got ruined. Yeah. A lot of their private uh, pictures and keepsakes and different um, things that they had packed, even like couches, they had to get new ones. Furniture was ruined. Um, where they had it stored in Long Island, it was part of, remember Hurricane Ida a few weeks yes. ago? A few months, yep. like a month or two ago? Water well, damage. that got into the storage facility and and they delivered the stuff moldy and and it was oh. another kind of like... You know, Ronnie was really upset and Stephanie too. But oh, yeah. 
all, you know, Wiggy could focus on was, well, if you hadn't moved, none of this would have happened. You know, just sticking it to him, like relentless. And yeah. poor Ronnie, he's just broken down about that stuff. And, you know, yeah, so you he doesn't can't replace it. He's out in Vegas. He's still telling him, <clears throat> excuse me, when yep. stuff doesn't go right, but he still wants to be there. So yep. that that's going to happen anytime you move. There's going to be issues. Stuff gets broken. Mm-hmm. Things are missing. You can't find stuff, whatever. But it was just another time where you just wanted to punch Wiggy because it was like, come on, the man's already down. You got to shit on him again. We'll get to mm-hmm. that. It's just... Mm-hmm. It related to this whole Vegas storyline, and Ronnie's still part of the show. Maybe one day a week, yeah, um, he gets some airtime and talks about stuff like that that's going on. Um, I think that uh, you know because I I can definitely relate. Uh, I haven't lost um, photos and what have you, but a friend of mine. Um, so no, I can't relate, but a friend of mine can relate who lost nine years of photographs due to not, he, he lost the hard drive they were on. Like he, he had him on the computer and he kept saying, I got to get an external hard drive. I got to get a couple, you know, I've, I've backed stuff up onto hard drive, onto hard drive, onto hard drive, onto USB. You have no, and at this point I'm almost considering going to cloud because there's stuff I never want to lose. And when you lose stuff that you traveled and you took these pictures, he cried. Nine years of photographs gone and mm. videos, including some with his, his dad who's since passed on and he can't get that back anymore. He's looked on Facebook. He didn't upload it to social media. And he's like, never again. So now he's gone the other way. And he's like, I have 10 external hard drives. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah, because, he, because it just, you know. When you lose, and, and we didn't have those in those days, man. We had photo albums, and my mother stupidly threw out all the negatives we ever had. And I was pissed uh. because I was like, I, I would have scanned them. I would have done the grunt work to keep that stuff. But she just mm-hmm. said, what's the point? It was, she just, you know, she thought, there's no point keeping this. She has the photos, but those go, and then you have nothing, and it's it's heartbreaking. So I feel for Ronnie as well. Yeah, yeah I think uh, yeah. Wiggy gives him one last kick here. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. moving. If you really sure. hate it, I have no plans of ever moving back. Okay, well, not right now. You, you, no. you, you, I mean, you're going through it. You're just going to sit there and melt to death. You're going to let the yep. sun well, have its right way to with the you. Sidewalk, just like <laughs> all right. You fry up like a piece of shriveled bacon, and then I'll just, <laughs> just like, all right. Well, good luck to you. Fade into the sunset. I do want to see you, though. I'm fuck off. We, you know, now I feel guilty, so I will oh, see. God. No, please don't feel guilty. I, I right. when the guy asked me about it and I answered the question, and, and that was it. There was no nothing that had to be to- done. You know, didn't have right. to be done. I just said it. That's all. All right. Well, I would like you have to, to see go you. Go have right? some tea or something. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, if you like, I said, if you want, when I get when I come back the end of August, yes. if you want to, I would like to I see will. you. No, he wouldn't, and he won't. Ron, Ronnie's leaving, and he's 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 leaving me. Can you believe that, fuck? <laughs> Ronnie tried to visit him when he was back in August, and yep. he told him to fuck off. Yep. And you think Ronnie's not going to remember that? Do you think Ronnie's going to make a fucking effort to see you again? No way. Mm-mm. Ronnie will go to see people who want to see him, and that's the way normal people should be. I mean, people make the effort; you have to respect that. I'm okay. fond of you. I told you that. I know, and I'm very I would fond like to of see you, it. and you know that too. Right. That's right. Now you get. By the way, upset. why are you upset? <laughs> no, I'm getting a little. You know, he's. Well, you should be. Yeah. Stupid leaving me. 
You're crazy. No, not not because of that. No, it's oh. not because of that. What? No, it's just you know leaving people behind is not easy. You know. No, it's not. I told you that. I know. I don't like that you're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> leaving people behind. <laughs> I don't like that you're leaving. It's about me, Ed. Right. Now, I, I am I empathize with Ronnie for this. He's not thinking about leaving Howard. He's thinking about people, contacts I know, and also leaving everything behind. It is for someone who's been there that long. I can imagine it was stressful for him and is still stressful. And I'm at, but now that he's you know where he is, he's he's committed. Like once he's there in Vegas, he's fine. But. Will he think about stuff from time to time and like, hey, man, I wish I could go to this restaurant, whatever. Yeah, of course, that's natural. But he'll be happy and he'll be busy doing whatever he's got to do to settle himself in Vegas. So, uh, yeah. He's just leaving behind memories, yeah. some family, yeah. grandchildren. And it's a piece of his life. It's a huge piece. And, you know, it's Massive. like you're, you're looking at the sun setting on your life. And he knows that. Yes. That, He's going out to Vegas to die. I mean, he's it's like leaving Las Vegas for him, but he's not a drunk and he's not Nicolas Cage. No, but he's a better actor. (laughs) It's it's time is winding down and he knows it. Yeah. So it's always he's just he's a human person with real emotions. So, I admire that. And you could see you could hear it in his voice. Right. We're not we're not cracking. Right. We're not nominating him for fucking humanitarian of the year. We're just saying like he he is actually a person with feelings and um like Wiggy, I, the the I don't think I've ever heard him really emote on the air about anything. Now that I now that I think about all the clips I've in my head and in, in the clips I've mm-hmm. curated and and stuff I can't even find because I don't know where it was from, and I don't remember him ever getting really broken up about fuck all, nothing. Uh, I can't think the, of one thing. Even when he announced the separation or the divorce, I remember listening to it going, "This sounds like scripted." like sadness scripted fake mm-hmm. uh, i'm upset i'm really upset about this you know and then a couple of years later when he's bitching about how much he has to pay in the divorce that shows you where his mind really fucking was um anyway i, I just just awful going all crazy vegas you got all these fantasies crazy crazy building See, houses like this is this is something i haven't talked about for a long time and i know but I didn't yeah, think no, he'd go. It's not, not yeah. been a thing that, uh, you know, I just at the spur of a mo- spur of a moment said, listen, I'm going to I'm picking up on moving to Vegas. Right. But we didn't this believe you. We we never got prepared. Yeah, you never believed me. That's the problem. <laughs> I don't think a I'm lot of listening. people believe me. <laughs> well, guys, we are now in June. Uh, tw- sorry, now, now on June 29th, rather. And the first in this clip is called Robin misplaces her fun button. Um, with me, my hit song with Rob. What is it called, Robin? I don't even know. American Nightmare, maybe. You got to get your mic on, Robin. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> doing this on, 40 years. <laughs> this is two shows back to back where this is happening. Seven years. Yeah, but the mic uh, button has never been so far away. I see. So it's the mic button's fault. That's what I do. Well, I can't see it. It's like, uh, it's not there. All right. Fair enough. Somebody move that mic button. Um, 
Yeah, Rob Zombie. They're clearly using corporate Zoom, and I've seen it in action. My wife uses it. And yes, the mic and the uh, there's constant updates with Zoom. I fucking hate it. Every every time you go on, it looks like they're re- redoing the whole software because there's a list oh, no. like you're it's like a grocery list for the month for the house. That's how long it is of bug fixes. Skype is not like that. Skype fixes stuff yeah. really stealthy and whatever. Um, but it's one of the biggest buttons on the fucking thing. Even if you have a small laptop, which she might be using, it shouldn't be a, such an issue for her. She's just a blind old fuck. Yeah, dementia is setting in or senility. I mean, good Lord. I mean, she used to be, we, we just got the archives to robinisrong.com. Thank you so much <laughs> for finding that. That was a goal. It was a godsend. Someone had archived. I archive. couldn't take my eyes off of it today. I was reading like all of 2007. So great. <laughs> It was fantastic. We might have to do oh. a Robin is Wrong read-through just to have fun with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. It, it's just her brain is mush. She yeah. is. I mean, nowadays you can just get so many things that she's either saying wrong or getting the facts wrong or the names or the movie descriptions. It's just nonstop with her. Next clip is called Wiggy Really Gives a Fuck About Disco Duck. Uh, I'm going to play the clip and then I'm going to go a little bit into it for all the, the younger listeners and stuff, because this is before my time because I was a one years old, one year old when this stuff was was happening. But and Rob is one of the few recording artists who really tried to turn me into a recording artist. He even said, Howard, come to my studio. We were out in California and we recorded that song and I was awful. Rob goes, <laughs> sing like this on this show. And then I'd sing like that. And he goes, no, not like that. <laughs> I was very... Singing tutor. Yeah, like, black hole sun, won't you come? Uh, Wiggy doing his worst, like, Alice Cooper light voice. And because it's Halloween, guys, I was, I was just thinking, and I'll have a little Halloween rant after we finish this. Go, go ahead. <laughs> Love shock, baby. <laughs> this is Don Rickles. Is that what you're going to do it like that? <laughs> That's my spring in the back of that song. In fact, I'm trying to get my musical career going again. Yes, we've yeah, yeah, we've had yeah, many fits and starts, as they say. I would love to have a hit song. It drives me crazy. Even if I had a douchey novelty song, you like know. Disco Duck. Okay, now this is okay. We're gonna go right in. Let let me finish this clip and then go right into it. Yeah, Rick Dees did it. He he <laughs> hit the trifecta. He had a successful radio show. He had a successful television career, and he had a hit song. I don't care what the song is. You could put the guy down and go, "Oh, disco duck a piece." You know, oh man, it's a it's a novelty. It song. was a hit. So, uh, I used to. It was it a hit when it was on the radio. Okay. I'm going to look, look just just going into Wikipedia. For those of you who don't know, of course, it was a novelty disco record made in 76. And um, it was it, the the positions in, in terms of success. It's listed by the RIAA, you know, United States uh, records of, you know, having sold two million uh, copies and in, in the United States. But. It was, look at the listings here. It was number four in Australia, three in Belgium, number one single in Canada, uh, four in Italy, four in the Netherlands. Internationally is where this stuff makes the money, really. And yeah, go ahead. I'm I'm shocked it reached number one in the U.S. Yes. That's crazy. Right. I know the song, but I didn't know it was that big. 
it was massive. It was just like one of the. It's it's one of those things that <laughs> were it earned a 1977 People's Choice Award for a favorite <laughs> new song. <laughs> oh no! So it was number one for a week in 1976, and it said uh, ranked 97 out of the most hundred pop popular most most popular songs of the year according to Billboard. Uh, it also made the top 20 on the Billboard Hot Soul Singles chart. What? <laughs> wow, anyway, we had bad taste back then. But it was it was completely independent distribution, whatever. And Rick Dees had a piece of major piece of that, because if you you look at the uh, let me see if I got it here, uh, released, recorded, live songwriter Rick Dees, he had sole songwriting credit, and yep. two million fucking copies of of mm. a single. He Back he must have made a boatload and independent, so no company was going to fucking take ninety percent of whatever the profits were. Nope. Yeah. So. Um, when we say, you know, he's jealous, he absolutely is jealous. And, R- and Rick Dees gave him a run for his money when he was in L.A., for sure. I've got a couple articles that uh, refute with that to totally, uh, totally uh, back that up. Uh, next clip is called uh, You Call It Bang O'Clock, We Call It Bullshit. I was working on this song yesterday. You know, I try Bang O'Clock. I figured there's a good topic. My wife and I uh, call sex Bang O'Clock. And the audience seems intrigued with that. And uh, what I would do is record a song. So I started recording. (laughs) And I realized something now. A lot of great songs, you don't understand the lyrics. That's (laughs) no. A lot of great songs, (laughs) you don't understand or can remember the lyrics. That's the difference. 79. Yeah. My problem is I want you to have fun with I imagine him listening to Alanis Morissette on his his, uh, headphones going, thank you, India. What's India? the song and understand the lyrics i was going to garble the lyrics and i would have a hit song but uh okay uh the 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 elusive hit song first of all he said when he started this clip with the first clip i played our hit song the great american nightmare i don't think it was a single i don't think it was maybe it was a single but it didn't really do anything for him the private parts the soundtrack was successful yes but that song did never fucking do anything for him no, I don't remember hearing that on the radio. No, you never would. Nobody, nobody wanted to pay him money for that. No. <laughs> so this next clip, guys, is this, um, I'm presuming, fake caller called Rhea. Yes. And she's basically, she called herself a sugar baby. Sugar baby. Whatever. Yeah, the, you know, the, the object of a sugar daddy's affections, basically. And she, it, this probably was an hour of the show that day. Oh, I have it here. Uh, It was almost 40 minutes. Okay. Oh, well, 30 minutes because there was a break. Okay. So either way, and there was all kinds of (laughs) phone problems, whatever. But it sounded, of course, totally made up. I was wrong. You're right. It was an hour. It started at 730 and it went to 830. My bad. Yep. Yeah. So, and I just remember thinking, okay, something that's this particularly long this definitely made up caller, whatever, because you just don't have random callers call on and stay on for an hour. You don't unless it's mm-hmm. part of um, unless they're a celeb. That's it. That was the way it used to be. So they, they're just going through the motions and going, I think this is their way of trying to make the show heterosexual for a brief shining moment. And uh, it was all about, oh, did you ever do anal? Did you ever do this? He starts getting graphic. And then she asks him this. Uh, Sugar Baby Rhea asks if Wiggy ever sucked a cock (laughs) i kind of get that i mean in other words (laughs) yeah 
Like yeah. a penis, I would think, in your mouth is way more gross than in your vagina. Well, that's... Agree. Maybe. You know? I don't know why I think that. I agree with you. <laughs> because you've had one in your mouth, perhaps, buddy? And it's I mean, very there, Have you ever had a penis in your mouth? Like, it's really close to your face. Uh, you're talking to Howard Stern. How dare you? <laughs> I'm so fucking macho. Men idolize me. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I guess you would not understand then. I mean, let's be the honest. The one honey. time he did it, he didn't. That's not answering the question. Not at all. Like it. That's just going around <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, you got to find it. No, no. I mean, if you were. If you're asking me if I ever had a penis in my mouth, do you mean Fred? <laughs> I love that little thumping. Like, was I ever arrested for bank robbery? Uh, no. <laughs> Asking the question, trying to give, create more time to come up with an answer that doesn't make you sound like a fucking bustos. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Or everyone else. <laughs> I mean, anything. Anything? No. And anyone. Maybe I should yeah. expand it to any phallic object. No, and how no, 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 no. I'm very masculine. Everybody knows it. Uh, <laughs> the only time I put something phallic in my mouth is a, a, a gun so I can blow my brains out after this conversation. <laughs> All right. Listen. Well, you followed up a lie with a lie because you'd never had a fucking gun in your mouth. You just kept sell selling that story ages like, oh, I was so mm. depressed. I, I had a gun in my mouth. Yeah, the gun was Ralph's fucking unit. Thank you. Well yeah. said. Yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, that trip down science fiction lane. Number five, Wiggy had a male jizz mopper at scores. Oh. I laughed hysterically. <laughs> Do you remember this? They were talking about, she was asking. No, he brought up scores about guys that I, had, like, accidents in their pants while at scores. I remember that, yes. Yeah. I don't remember the mopper part. He, and I'm, I, 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 want, I, want, I had to listen to this again, and we may have to play that section twice, so bear with okay. us, guys. What about all the scores girls in the parties at Ronnie back in the day? Yeah, but nothing, that, as far as I know, no one was fucking anybody. You know what I mean? I, I mean, <laughs> no, it, no. It, it, but you're right. It is it is a form of like, hey, you pay funny money and the girls act like they like you. You're absolutely right. It, but it wasn't prostitution. You know what I mean? Where people were in the end. Yes, it was. That's why it scores was. eventually got shut down. So like in, the, in 2020, why even fucking go through the pretense of lying? Well, he's got to cover up his, his past, his stories. Oh, if you yes. say it enough, it becomes the truth. Oh, yeah. And, and the mobs. If, if he admitted yeah. it, oh, my God. Can you imagine? Yeah. And the, the, mob, the mob doesn't give a fuck about Howard. They'll out him in a second if they wanted to. And I'm sure they have compromise. I'm sure. Because if, if it's mob run, one of the first things those guys would do is sell is may hold on to this and that's how they would control uh entertainers anyway i mean j edgar hoover was fucking blackmailed for for until the entire time his tenure as the uh head of the uh the head of the um uh fbi uh so he was caught cross-dressing so they had pictures mm -hmm. of him that would have destroyed him completely so he never said there was a mafia so i can just imagine wiggy uh you know, buying a Mercedes for a stripper, you know, what well, you wouldn't do that if you didn't do something with somebody. Yeah, there was some shady shit definitely going on. And yeah, the fact that it was run by the mob tells me that they had their eye on Wiggy and his crew. And if anybody stepped out of line, they got a talking to, they got warned. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there was back rooms and back, back rooms and back, back, back rooms that 
there was sex happening and there were blowjobs and there were drugs, hand hand jobs. There was drugs. There was you yep. name it. Oh, yeah. Or orgies going on. And whatever happened was used against people that were at the club. I mean, that was part of the owner's ability to keep people coming back to those clubs was to have stuff to hold over them. Absolutely. Yep. So, amazing, amazing story about that place. Why well, I, I think I, I might end up reading the the, no, the book this weekend to just to get myself immersed a little bit in it. Fucking and stuff. You know, it was kind of a tease. Well, that was it, buddy. I mean, a couple of uh, these disgusting guys I would go with would blow a load in their pants every once in a while. <laughs> I mean, uh, the only way you're blowing a load in your pants <laughs> if you're 12 years old and you go to a strip club for the first time. <laughs> The closest you've been is your dad's dubbed Italian porn to vagina. So that you go all of a sudden you go into a strip club like that. I mean, maybe well, is that by not accident. sex? I mean, they came. <laughs> the women didn't know. <laughs> and then you did this embarrassing shuffle to the scores bathroom where uh, you got, the guy helped you clean up. The doctor. <laughs> the guy helped you clean up. What? Yeah, there was a um, a bathroom attendant who would wipe off the sparkles, would get the perfume off them, and I guess he had spare clothing he would give them. That, But he, would he would help them wipe their fucking dick? No, no. Clean them <laughs> no, up. The, Meaning, that's the, way, the, the way he sounded, it's like they'll help you with your underpants. <laughs> no, that's. I don't think that's what he meant. Okay. For real. I think it's just he had extra t-shirts and like sweatpants or things right. like to throw on people who threw up on themselves, who yeah. had lipstick on them, couldn't go home okay. to their wife and family that way. Okay, that makes more sense, because all I was thinking of, a guy? <laughs> the doctor. The guy was called the doctor. <laughs> and he'd clean you off. I might have I might have shuffled like anything once or twice. <laughs> yeah. I, I might have shuffled. There's varying, there's varying degrees. Yeah, Howard, let me clean this semen off your face. Um, go ahead. Oh, he's one of those disgusting guys. Yeah. He couldn't control himself and probably yeah. was getting a lap dance or who knows was watching ralph get a lap dance and got oh, yeah. you know extra horny anybody could have whispered something in his ear who knows what was happening yeah I, I i don't know uh this one is called dead air valley and more phony callers what happened to Raya? So, so Raya, she's having phone issues, but we're trying to get, she wants to come back on and we're trying to get oh. it back on we're just trying to work through it oh man and that gary's voice holy mm -hmm. shit that is brutal. Told you. It's bad. I mean, we played we played clips like that in the past, but that sounds like someone who's completely lost their fucking it's like blown out. Yeah, he's he's definitely entering a whole new stage of life, like age wise. Um uh, he's the not body is fucking, great. He's not even he's that fucking 59. old. He's fifty nine until yeah. March, I think. Jesus. But he's breaking down. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he's uh yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. Now some sugar daddy better pony up and get her a good phone. Pay her Moves fucking phone, phone bill. Pronto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> you did not stop it. that. Let me just say, he did yeah. not pause that one bit. No, I saw the waveform and I saw, I go, nah, that's a shitty file. It's someone corrupted or whatever. It's missing the audio. No, it's not. Nope. 
How old are you? <laughs> My name's Simon, and this Rhea sounds like quite the charming girl. I just wonder if she's into piss play or scat play or inserting large ob- objects inside of her body. Okay, yeah, that's that sounds real. And this last one is even more, guys. I hate to end it on a silent note, but this one is called Drinking with Rhea. Thank oh, you. Wow. I wanted to ask her some more about being a sugar baby. Right, yeah. It was an interesting conversation. <laughs> to say the least. Drink. Um. Yeah, I can't figure, we can't figure out what's going on, Howard. There's something wrong with her phone. Well, you know, they have invented the phone. How come she doesn't have one? I mean, do you buy that at all? I mean, <laughs> she, I mean her phone. I've never well, no, seen she, anything like this. Well, there she is. She's back. Okay, hold on. What's going on with your phone? Yeah, what's going on with your phone? Drink. Hello? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm done with Ray. You guys, stop. I mean, wow. Wow. Good catch. (laughs) Yeah, just long enough to say I'm back. Man, the dead air in between, even exhalations, just yes, like acknowledgement, nothing. It's just flatlined. Welcome to Podcast 2021, the Howard Stern Show. Oh, my Lord, guys. Because, look, guys, I go to great pains to make sure that we're as condensed and tight as possible. And I do make mistakes. I'm human. I'm human. Um, but uh, generally, and hopefully I get rid of counts and stuff like that. But sometimes I let them slip through accidentally. I apologize. But there's no excuse for that. And if they pre-record, which they just should do all the time. That's right. an easy job for someone who that's all they do. Just edit the fucking three hours of the show. It's not that difficult. You, there's even software now that automatically removes those pauses. You could set it to like two seconds in between or a second and a half in between breaks and stuff. And they do it for you. I don't have that luxury just yet. But um, at any rate, thank you, my dear, for sitting through this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, have Hall- I have a Halloween rant, I have to say. I don't think I said it before, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, what's, your house, what's your house like when Halloween comes? Like uh, During COVID last year, I don't know that there – was there even Halloween at that time? Were there kids coming by? I don't hand out candy Okay. because I'm usually celebrating with my mom okay. and my kids. So any kind of Halloween stuff or the kids at the, now that they're older, they go off with their friends and I don't see them. So, So, but I mean, it's one of two things, but I'm not usually home. So my lights are off and I haven't had the joy of giving out candy to brats. Um, I used to go out as a kid all the time up until like age 13, I think. Yeah. And then it was like, we would just have old. parties at friends' houses or watch horror movies and like yeah. eat ourselves silly on pizza and chocolate. But the, la- the I was I haven't been living in Canada for so long now. But when I was still home for a couple of years, I was helping my parents with the Halloween because they're just you know you don't want them going up the stairs to fucking give handouts to these you know little fucking miscreants but what what i would do i was a bit of an <laughs> asshole i would uh first of all if they they came to the door i'd say well hello and if i didn't hear anything like a lot of the kids started coming up to the door holding their fucking bag open and not saying a word and i would just stand there looking at them you know like uh-huh. right yeah and if they didn't have parents bright enough to teach them trick or treat 
And that's what you're supposed to yeah. say. That you're not fucking getting anything. And then there were adults dressed. This is what really pissed me off. Adults dressed in Halloween costumes with a bag. For no, candy. I'm not so joking. Wrong. And for those assholes, <laughs> I gave them the worst shit. We had those molasses kisses. They're Kerr's molasses kisses. <laughs> I hated them as a kid. So I said, that's going to be my fucking punishment. You're going to get five fucking pounds of those for handing your ba- holding your bag open and being enough of a douchebag to be dressed up with your kids. And being a kid up until, as you said, 13, when we would go door to door and some people would give us walnuts. I was like, fuck Ooh, you. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I used to get shit like apples, oranges, yeah, apples, vegan um, households, toothbrushes from the dentist. I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? We'd throw them at the house as soon as we left. Um, <laughs> my, <laughs> my experience has been great because when we go to my mom's, I'd go on her street with the kids when they yeah. were little. Yeah. And I knew everybody because I grew up on that street. So it was kind yeah. of like a reunion of sorts. And every it, it took forever because I'd spend all this time talking to people. And the kids would be like, Mom, we got to go. Mom, Mom. Yeah. And I'd just be like, sorry, we I haven't seen this person. I only see them in Halloween. Yeah. So they'd get a ton of candy just from going to like 10 houses. They'd fill up almost half a pillowcase. So it was great. Um, but now they're they're at an age where... They leave me and they go off with their friends and I don't, you know, I'm fine with it because it's yeah. such a drag anymore. And holiday, I'm just not holiday person. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm going to get a lot of crap for this, but I'm not into any, any holiday. You name it. I don't like it. I don't like birthdays, anniversaries. Well, it's a lot of work. Christmas. I, 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 I just can't stand um, Valentine's Day. Or Thanksgiving, none of them. They just don't interest me. Christmas is a chore. It's just work. And I'd rather show my appreciation to the people I care about during the year than on one special day being forced. That's just me. Yeah, but you're, in other words, you're choosing the day or they're choosing the day, but it's not a specific, like, you know, a holiday or a birthday. It's just a Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, most of the gifts I give to close members of my family are like things to do. Like, we'll go to a Phillies game, a Flyers game. We'll yeah. go to a comedy show. An um, experience. We'll, we'll go out to dinner. We'll go bowling. We'll, we'll yeah. do something yeah. that is fun, that's memorable, and have an event. I mean, my mom, God bless her, she still likes to do cakes and bake goods for people on their birthday. And she's very old school with the cards. I, yeah. I love her for that. Yeah. But it, it's not my thing. No. I don't do that personally. But I... I definitely want the kids to have that part of the family, you know, thing with her. It's just, yeah. I I'm very modernized with raising kids and how I treat holidays. So what was your yeah. favorite, um, holiday candy if you, or, or favorite three, let's say favorite thing, three things as a kid to get in your bag, uh, Reese's cups, Kit Kats yeah. and Twix. Oh, wow. So Twix, they don't, they didn't start making fun size Twix until I think, quite a while later but for us and in canada we have a couple companies that make stuff uh nielsen was a company and i think nielsen is a canadian yeah. company so rosebuds for us um junior mints sometimes but they were kind of rare it would be a r- rare house to have right. that jersey milk which is just plain white chocolate um i'm sorry plain plain chocolate nothing nothing special about it wonder bar uh, another canadian thing okay. these are all they all became 
Canadianized special crisp was, I think, Nestle, Nestle Crunch. No, it wasn't. Nestle Crunch was Nestle Crunch. I love those. Uh, Crunchy. I did too. Do you remember Crunchy? No. <laughs> That's y- a new yellow, one. Yellow, like honey, sort of um, honeycomb kind of thing, and they're covered in chocolate. Hmm, that sounds good, but I... it's fantastic. You guys, you use yeah, your put your out. blenders, put your blenders to good fucking use. Order crunchy by the fucking bulk box, whatever. Break them up, freeze them, break them up, throw them in your blender, and make your own fucking McFlurry using vanilla ice cream, French vanilla ice cream, and crunchy. You will fucking give up your religious beliefs for this shit. <laughs> it sounds amazing. <laughs> I could see Kayla going like online on eBay. <laughs> Why do we have a hundred crunchy bars? <laughs> so well, uh, she, yeah. she she brought up a great point that our equivalent to your what were they like maple can? What was the bad candy you gave to people Kers, you didn't like? Kers, Kers molasses kisses, and they were because okay, they were ten percent molasses. Our version was the Mary Janes. Okay, which were like I didn't even eat them, so I can't tell you. I, I want to say they, they were, were like molasses and toffee or they, yeah, they were hard weapons. as a brick. Yeah. They were terrible. They'd break your teeth. You could hurt people throwing. If you made a, had a slingshot and aimed those at people, you'd do some, they're like zip guns, <laughs> pellets. Yeah. <laughs> nobody wanted them. You couldn't trade them for no. anything. No. And not even if you went like, oh, look, I'll give you a hundred of these for one of your Kit Kats. No one would do it. <laughs> you couldn't even trade bazooka gum for that. And that was hard as hit, hard as shit to eat, eat both. Those were, yeah, so, big time. The, the, Bazooka Joe was something the, the dentist slaps you on the back and go, that's my boy. <laughs> that's my <laughs> motherfucker. Because <laughs> he knows he's looking at a banner year after Halloween with some of this oh. shit. Um, after eights, we used to get sometimes, but they would break. After eight were the mint mint chocolates. with. Uh, but my favorite all-time, probably Smarties, our version of M&M's. Um, Right and there, just, we get but, them too. They're good. Oh, Smarties, okay, yeah. Uh, but also, God, what was it called? Um, not just the Hostess chips. Fun Dip. Do you remember Fun Dip? Yeah, but I I would cough on that powder stuff. It was like Pixie Sticks back in the yeah. day. We would get Pixie Sticks. Right. There was no dipping. It was just you rip off the end <laughs> sugar. and you chug it. You chug p- pure powdered sugar, and it was great. <laughs> oh my God. Kids were bouncing How off could the I walls. Those? Those were yeah. amazing. Popeye and cigarettes. I, I want to shout out Snickers. I love a good Snickers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was always into the chocolate, but Swedish Fish, Gummy Bears, and Sour Patch, still favorites. And you sometimes get like mini. The kids will bring those home, and they're not big fans of that as much as I am. So yeah. they'll take the chocolate, and I'll take the chewy candies. Yeah, so, well, guys, I hated to leave it. I didn't want to leave it on anything but something Halloween-related because we don't have a lot of Halloween Howard stuff, um, and uh, we, we hope you guys had had a good Halloween. And I did want to talk a little bit about candy because I just f- used to fucking hate it when going door-to-door. I still have child... You know, he's upset about his high school. I'm upset about people handing out bottled water to people at fucking Chris- at Halloween. Fuck you. Fuck all those houses. I hope you got egged and t- toilet-papered every Halloween. Piss um, off. Exactly. (laughs) So have a good one, guys. We love you. Bye, guys. Take care. Scott Wilde and the Stone Temple Pilots. um, (laughs) There's a band that, God, I just could give a rat's ass around. (laughs) Fuck.
I mean, what is that? What are you learning? How do I use it? This is no wonder people like this special. <laughs> it's the anti-special. There's nothing special about these guys. I really, I really, they're one of those fans I never got.